For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Photographs have now been released of the nine-year-old boy who is really and truly lucky to be alive, although family members say that his life will never be the same again. And if you picked up a red top tabloid today and looked at the inside pages of the damage that was done to this child by the pit bull uh, down in Enniscorthy County Wexford on Sunday afternoon, um, you would be absolutely shocked, particularly the damage and the scarring and the bruising to his face. The poor misfortune there is scar after scar and stitch after stitch after stitch. The pit bull nearly killed him. He'll never be the same again. I'm not saying that. That's what family members are saying of the little nine-year-old. His older brother said it, actually. He'll never be the same again. He was. His face was, I hate saying it this hour of the morning, but to be honest with you, his face was ripped apart. His bottom lip uh, and cheekbone torn off along with extensive damage all around his eyes. He is really going through the wars at the moment and many of the papers talk of it today. Don't know what we're going to do about dangerous dogs. Uh, Unfortunately, all too often, uh, the worst accounts of what happens when they uh, go into a rage and attack people continue to make the papers all too often. You will remember um, what happened during the time of the Celtic Tiger when everything went absolutely crazy. They're now um, suggesting that it would be a good time now to bring back bankers huge bonuses. And indeed, Pascal Donoghue will be asking his colleagues at Cabinet this morning to do just that, to bring back bankers bonuses and remove the salary cap for bank bosses. Uh, don't know what the story would be with regards to private versus public banks or banks that the state has a stake in, uh, but many would see this as an absolute total kick in the, in the teeth. In fact, the mail picks up on it today uh, saying perks of up to €20,000 will return. Um, and these are the kind of bonuses. And also salary caps would also be lifted where they'd be allowed to pay. And they actually quote, the salary cap of half a million will be removed from the Bank of Ireland. Now, the state sold its final shareholding in Bank of Ireland at the end of September. But aren't they, as a state and as a government, supposed to keep things calm, you know, and cool all of the jets? We don't want to go back to the crazy times when it absolutely went insane in this country. And an example of that makes the examiner today. It is the story of a 55-year-old man, Barry Hart, who had debts written off um, that he owed to the likes of NAMA and lots of different financial institutions. The debts uh, totaled 170 million in debts and they were written off by the High Court yesterday. It's an interesting story because Barry Hart started out as a dentist um, and he is originally from Timaligan Bandon. I think he did dentistry and practiced as a dentist in Cork and then got into property investment and development, particularly in hospitality and residential primarily in Ireland, but also in London. And the examiner this morning goes into a lot of detail with regards to his portfolio, how it continued to grow and grow and grow. And at the peak of um, his successes, if you like, Hart Holdings had a portfolio valued at 650 million. He will retain assets of just 6,000 euro, including a computer and clothing. He'll be allowed to work. And he's, uh, I think they put a figure on his, on his income I think he's got um, something in the region of €2,900 per month coming in. I believe he, he retains assets uh, which include um, the, the... I'm not quite sure whether 
um, the the family home another family home is in his, in his wife's name so to best of my knowledge the family home in Cork uh, does not form part of the arrangement because he belongs to his wife uh, but the death write off was astonishing 170 million meanwhile many landlords continue to exit the market and they say that one in four small landlords has said that they will sell their property and exit the rental market in the coming years a lot have gone already like there's 43,000 less uh, homes available um, and that's what's to, that's the, the decrease when you add up say the last five years and there's many different reasons that landlords give for exiting uh, the market they're saying they're not making enough money from the rental income ultimately and a lot of it has to do with with the amount of tax that's been paid on it. Uh, it's interesting because rent was never so high, but I guess when rent goes up, if you're a kosher landlord and you're, you're paying your taxes, your taxes go up uh, as well. And then you also have uh, landlords who are saying that there's too much bureaucracy, too much legislation. There are organisations now going in on behalf of county councils telling landlords what to do to bring the standards up on their properties and how much that will cost and everything. So there's lots of reasons why they want out and they're just a few of them. So we'll go from bad to worse. Although I believe yesterday afternoon, it may have been a story nationally where they were talking about the possibility that the government could use emergency powers to compel people who have unoccupied properties or indeed holiday homes, uh, to take them. Now, there, there are emergency acts that sit there, and I think one of the times that the emergency powers would have been used would have been during the Second World War, which allowed the government to do many things. And I was reading about the emergency powers acts this morning, and the government could occupy land or property if they needed to without having a constitutional referendum in the case of an emergency. But I don't know how people would feel if the government were coming after your holiday home, for instance, uh, or some second property that you might have uh, that they claimed was or was not being used. I mean, they clearly would go after everybody's holiday home. I assume that uh, the Taoiseach Michal Martin's one down in Court Mac would also have to be given up. I imagine they'd probably pay a few bob for it. But you wouldn't, you'd be surprised. You wouldn't know what they'd be talking about or discussing uh, at Cabinet these days. And there's a lot of court reports making the papers today. One is just an update. You remember the death uh, in um, North Cork there some time back. Well, and there's a man was arrested and pleaded guilty at the Central Criminal Court to the murder of a 72-year-old grandmother uh, whose body was found in a burning car. You, you might recall that, Mary O'Keefe from Donnerail in February uh, of last year. That was before the courts yesterday again. And there was a horrific attack on a woman in her own home by her ex. He found that um, the court was having none of that and he got a year and four months jail for the attack. It happened just before Christmas last year. Liam Healan's court reports this morning talk of that case of a Cork man who beat his then partner for more than 15 minutes, knocking out three of her teeth. He didn't stop until she managed to lock herself into the bathroom and she sent a photograph of her badly beaten face to her adult daughter and texted her to get help. Now, Gardy called very, very quickly and your man was, was arrested. He's been jailed for a period of one year and four months after the attack. Um, but uh, she took the photograph of her face, badly injured, sent it to her adult daughter. She intervened and the guardie arrived at the house in Maryborough Woods quite rapidly and arrested him. And then you have another character uh, getting jailed for seven years. This is Timmy Duggan. Uh, they call him a paedophile badminton champion. He was paying women to access their children uh, for his sexual gratification. Not, not, only, not only he got jailed, he got jailed for seven years yesterday, but his co-accused, a mother in her 30s, got 18 months jail after she admitted taking pictures of her six-year-old son and nine-year-old daughter and selling them 
to Duggan. I just don't, I wonder about the world that we're living in and where we're going when you hear stories like that in the newspapers. It's even upsetting having to read them out, never mind you guys having to listen to them. There's an interesting one there of a fellow, a chap who, uh, although he had three previous uh, occasions in court where he uh, got money for injuries, uh, the uh, High Court um, awarded €35,000 to um, this man for tripping on the protruding lip of the pavement of his father's father-in-law's home in County Waterford. It is what it is, lads. It is what it is. And thirty-five euro was twenty thirty-five thousand euro was the damages that the court gave him for. Wait for it. A fractured wrist. Well, there you have it. I mean, I can't second guess why courts do that, but thirty-five thousand for that. But uh, he actually acknowledged in court that in the past he got seventeen and a half thousand from a road accident in two thousand and three, another twelve thousand for another road accident in two thousand and nine, and fifteen thousand arising from an assault when he was a child. So this is the fourth thing. He's a very unlucky chap. Very unlucky chap. Um, and then in Dublin they have the dart, and in Cork we possibly will have the cart. I don't know about that. I don't think I like the sound of that, but the Cork area rapid transport is shortened to to cart, isn't it? Uh, But it looks as if we could have our own Dublin version here in Cork of the dart, if you like. And I don't know when. They've just signed off on 90 new battery electric train carriages. I understand we've got to do all of these things and electric is the way to go. Although the way things are going now, it'll cost you more to run an electric car than an unleaded or a diesel car. But anyway, but 90 new battery electric train carriages. I, I thought that I thought the carriages just got pulled along by the, by the engine. But anyway, what do I know about it? But it means that this is good for, for Dublin, for sure. But eventually, I think it possibly will happen is that when they get old, they'll be sent down to Cork and we'll get our own cart, our own Cork area rapid transport system. But it's moving ever closer. The only thing, I mean, that that's great, but you never think we were living in a time when there's uh, emergencies when it comes to housing and homelessness and cost of living and find huge amounts of money for 90 electric carriages. But anyway, very sad story, because I know we had this in Blackpool some, some time back where the remains of a person were found, and we were wondering how long was the misfortune dead in Blackpool before he was actually discovered. It could have been six to nine months. And now there's the skeleton remains of a, an old-age pensioner, pensioner in a council house over in Dunleary. Um, and apparently they figured that the misfortune could have been lying there in the bed for a year. And he was only eventually discovered by cleaners when the council hired cleaners to go in and clear large amounts of rubbish, uh, officials believed that it was actually an abandoned property. Apparently people were going in and out of it for quite some time until the cleaners eventually found his body in a back downstairs bedroom. And I believe the door of the bedroom had been obscured by huge amounts of rubbish. Isn't that just so, so sad? Papers also talk about the younger generation. I should have mentioned this when I was talking about electric carriages because under 24s favour a ban on domestic flights and car-free zones to be rolled out more and more. In fact, the examiner picking up on it this morning because they're saying youths want car-free town centres. Young people would like to see car-free town centres and are willing to eat less meat and take fewer flights in order to tackle the climate crisis. Now, how much they're going to tackle the amount of things that they buy and then dispose of too quickly. I'm talking about fast fashion and also fast food and the amount of junk waste that's generated by packaging. But, oh, and, you know, you talk about restaurants and cafes and what have you. On Thursday, there will be a new tipping law in Ireland. You know, now, punters 
are not going to be told you're going to be fined if you don't tip. It has nothing to do with the punter, but I think you should if the service is good and the food is good. But that's a personal choice. But the new law would be aimed to make sure that staff in the restaurants and bars get paid their fair share of the tips that are left for customers. And it puts pressure on employers now. They have to display their tipping and service charge policy and staff will have a right to share tips paid electronically as well. The worry always was if it was a credit card or a debit card paid bill, you worried that the staff never got the tip. So the law changes in that on Thursday. And also, going back to the good old days, how many of you are old enough to remember when you bought a glass bottle back to the shop? Whatever it was, it could have been Taylor Keith or it could have been Tanora. Or I remember the bottles of Lucasade with the with the plastic on them. You brought them back, you got a couple of penny from the shopkeeper and you kept that money. They're bringing that back. This is a new vending machine that's been put in all sorts. Imagine, eventually, everywhere that sells anything in a glass bottle or a plastic bottle will have to have one of these machines. A company called Return.ie will run a network of vending machines that will give money back for empties. Um, and cans as well. So all cans and all plastic bottles. You're going to be charged more for them when you buy them. I get that. But instead of, you know, just recycling them at home, they're actually worth money. So you get 50 cents, 15 cent back for a regular small soft drink can and 25 cent back for an ordinary plastic water bottle. Um, of 500 mils or larger. So back in the old days, kids used to try and gather as much of them as they could. Find them, hunt them out, discover them, um, snaffle them, and then take them to the shop and get a fair wedge of dosh. I mean, fair amount of cash. So it might be a, a nice little earner for people looking for an extra bit of pocket money. There's a lot of other colliery stories in the papers today. Somebody somewhere was telling me yesterday, and I can't remember who it was. Was it somebody around here that was saying that they know of a person that puts, that shakes the salt on every single spoon of food or every fork of their meal? Like if they had a big bowl of curry, for instance, at home. Every single fork of it gets a dollop of salt. I mean, that's taken it to extremes. But they're saying that we should be taking the salt cellar off the table full stop to help your heart. I don't know about that. I, I like I like to season it with a bit of salt if it's a bit on the bland side. Um, but I probably would surrender the salt. But I could never surrender the black pepper grinder. That is an absolute no-no to me. I think the only upside to it is black pepper is very, very good for you. Really, really good for you. So I don't know about the salt, but the black pepper I wouldn't take. Headphones on. What are you up to? You yeah. you, you have an opinion on salt? Just, just you. I don't know where you heard it. Maybe it's through don't osmosis. Know. Could have dreamt it because I remember I was in college and I was in college with somebody who would buy the soup, the vegetable soup, which always was already had enough salt in it, and then buy about seven or eight packets of salt. And it would be per spoon. There would be a half a packet of salt to go on each spoonful of soup. Was it you were telling me that, or is it just a? I think story? that I think I think it must have been osmosis because I definitely didn't open my mouth about it. But they, it just triggered that memory the minute you said that. This person it was it was disgusting. I mean, I've it sat across like, from people and I've gone, oh, God Almighty, look at all that salt. <laughs> but I've also I've also refused to put sugar in people's tea for them if it's like four or six spoons. I say, ah, nah, pal. Here. If you want to poison yourself and kill yourself and all your teeth to find out, do it on your own watch. Yeah. <laughs> Fall out, I should That as well. I also know uh, people, you know, are you one of those people that puts pepper on something before they even taste it? Yes, black that pepper. That does my head in. It's like if I'm cooking no. for somebody and it's like, I've, why I don't just you, love it. Why don't you try the no, amount of pepper it. before you I decide? Just, I just that, love it. 
I love ground <laughs> pepper. I love black pepper in the middle. I love it. And everything. Do you like chilies? What? I do. do you like chilies, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, um, there's apparently a, a study into the chemical response from that because that's actually totally um, synthetic. Like that's like pepper isn't, like that response to pepper isn't a normal response to something that we would normally put in our bodies but it's for some reason we seem to enjoy putting black pepper on our food even though it's... I love it. Yeah. Couldn't do without it. Anything. Yeah, you name it. Up, yeah. Fish and chips. I put chili in a stew. Chili flakes. Stew. Yeah. Oh, fish and yeah. chips. Oh, yeah. you say chili and fish and chips. Every, no, no. Oh, okay. Chili and a stew. Oh, yeah, okay. Black pepper and stew and black pepper even on fish, fish and, chips. and chips. Maybe it's me. Actually, just one or two other ones then. Apparently, you'd be interested in this. We actually are supporting England tonight. Are we? have done the survey. It's official. Okay. okay. Now, I don't know whether we'll support them all the way along to the final is or this, not. Uh, is this the entire island of Ireland or just it's the Republic? They're just saying the Irish fans <laughs> are staying loyal to the three lions. But who will they support tonight? Ireland? Will they support Wales? Ireland, will they support England? I, 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 think, I think a lot of people would like to see um, Wales win. Uh, not, not, not that it's anything anti-English, of course, but just, you know, for, for Wales to... To, uh, to to get a win in the tournament it would be nice for them as a small because nation because England will go on anyway won't they I think so yeah I think that's probably the way it's set up uh, the USA and Iran is the other game I'd love to see Iran win that I, can't I would love to see Iran all. I can't through. follow it at all certainly one or two teams are looking quite dodgy and I can't work out like Germany for instance but anyway uh, Christmas um, I imagine it's probably fair to say that an awful lot of people would be well able to sing All I Want for Christmas is You Be Mar- Mariah Carey but wouldn't be able to sing Silent Night particularly young people they have never sung a traditional traditional Christmas carol. That's the second poll I have for you this morning. Even Silent Night, once in Royal David City and all of them. They don't know them, they haven't sang them, they wouldn't need a line of them. But they could sing a lot of the Christmas songs, like including Mariah Carey. And finally, apparently they're saying that we will spend the same amount this year as last year um, for Christmas. This is They're claiming that an Irish household an Irish household on average will spend just under a thousand euro um, this Christmas time on gifts and on presents and on food and everything. 976. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Is that about right? Text 0868104106 under a grand. The Neil Prendeville Show on Courts Red FM. Two-time gold winner at the Emerald Radio Awards 2022. Okay, just after the break, time to get stuck back into our emails from people who'd love to send one of our paddy box hampers around the world. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Gork's Red FM. And so, our customised Irish hampers of goodies from thepaddybox.com. Fabulous emails coming in to Neil at redfm.ie. Mags says, I'd love to win one of your paddy box hampers for my sister Nicola in Melbourne. Her birthday is Christmas Eve. She'll be turning 31 and she really deserves a treat. As a family, we've had a tough year and she has had to return home twice for deaths in the immediate family. She made the journey home in February when her aunt died and again in May when sadly our mum passed away. Christmas and her first birthday without our mum would be really hard for her 
this year, especially when she'll be so far away from me and our younger sister. This would give her a bit of home, even though she is really so far away. That's Nicola in Melbourne, and Mags Leo got in touch with me by email. Uh, my name is Ash Salim. I love this, and I'll tell you why in a second. My name is Ash Salim. I've been an avid listener of your show for a long time, much like my mam and brother. My brother especially loves your late-night show and has even got me into it. He recently moved country for work after having lived in Cork the majority of his life. He's a true Cork gent. He's hard-working, kind, intelligent, and has always been a huge role model and inspiration for me, his brother, Ash. He may not be home this Christmas, making it the first time he won't be here to celebrate with myself, my ma'am, and Goblin the kitten. Uh, I would love for him to win a hamper and have it sent straight over to him for a familiar taste of home, as I've no doubt he's missing Cork like mad. He's a legend. If anyone deserves it, he does. Uh, I'd have to say he'd be a perfect contender for one of your hampers. He adores cork food and everything Christmassy, but had to do it for so long on a student's budget. And that's from Ash. So I went back to Ash and said, yeah, um, have you contact for your brother? Yeah, and he sent us back a number. Then we said, back to him again, and said, and where exactly is he? And Ash said, I don't know, Sweden or Switzerland? <laughs> We'll send one hamper to your brother um, in Sweden and another hamper to your brother in Switzerland and hope that one of them arrive, is it? No, and seriously, you need to come back to me and tell me which country he's in. I really love this from my my uncle who lives in London. He's been coming on all of his life uh, for visits, but he's been in the UK for over 50 years now. A lot of people like that. He loves home, but he's he's in his mid-70s now and his health is not so good. He hasn't been home since before the pandemic, but he loves Barry's tea, rashers and sausages, and a bit of pudding, particularly after a few pints when he's home. So they have the big fry up for him when he comes home. He'd love one of these hampers. It would be like a piece of home away from home and let him know that we love him and we miss him. I know you'll probably get thousands of emails, so thank you for reading mine and I'd be forever grateful if my uncle won for him and all of our family. And that's another lovely email from Cora O'Hara about her uncle, whose whose name I don't know incidentally. He's always very good to let me know the name and details of the people that you're talking about overseas. I'd love one of those hampers for my brother in England. I've been trying to get him to come back home, uh, but times are tough. He's working two jobs. His day job, which is manual and hard work. He works for the council. He's a horticulturist from 9 to 5. And then from 6 to 10.30 in the evening, he works for the Royal Mail, Monday to Friday. So I'm worried about him, running himself into the ground, just to try and make ends meet. He never moans or goes on about it, but I worry a lot about him. I'd so grateful if you could receive a bit of home. Great giveaway, Neil. Thank you for helping people down through the years. My mum used to listen to you religiously every day. That's Bernie, who's worried about a brother who's working two jobs. And he is. He's working. I mean, I don't know what time he gets up at, but he starts work at nine in the morning and doesn't finish till half ten at night, working two jobs just to survive. Uh, this is my first Christmas in 22 years, not being with my daughter Ellie for Christmas. She emigrated to Brisbane in September of this year. A lot has happened in the past few weeks, and even even though she's living her best life, um, she has missed things that I would love to have been able to send her from here at home. Uh, she missed her graduation from Mary I as a primary school teacher. My dad, um, her granddad, passed away in October. And today I received a letter from Mary 
uh, that saying that she was uh, that she was invited to a ceremony to receive a certificate as she got top marks in languages. That's for Mary I. She can't come back for that. I'm so proud that she could make the huge decision she did to move to Australia. But Neil, I miss her dearly, my daughter. And that's Orla telling me about her daughter, Ellie. And just one final one for now. Um, I would love to nominate my sister, Maureen, and her boyfriend, Brian. Both from Cork. Sister, My sister works in Glasgow as a dentist, um, and they really deserve a treat. They haven't been home since 2020. This would mean so much to the two of them. My sister is like a sister like no other. She was there for me when I was younger, when I was in hospital. Due to a lot of medical conditions, she looked after me when I got out. Her, this is a lovely part of the story. Her boyfriend, Brian, when I started in secondary school, he was in the same school, but he was in fourth year when I was in first year. And I was badly bullied a lot of the time. And he saw it happening to me. I was very shy and too, say, too shy to say that I was being bullied to my family. But Brian told the principal and helped me during these difficult times. Since then, he's been checking in on me to make sure I'm okay. And he's also very good to my sister. So they deserve one of your paddy box hampers. My sister loves Tato's and Barry's tea and bottles of Tenora with some purple Cadbury snacks. The sandwich bar, you know the one. Yes, I certainly do. I'm a fan of the purple snack myself, Antone. Listen, I'm so I'm so delighted that your sister is flying in Glasgow and that she's got a great partner in Brian, that he was so kind to you as well. There's a selection of emails. I hope to do more throughout the course of the morning. But if you have loved ones overseas or you're listening to me overseas, then do get involved. Email neil at redfm.ie and we'll see what we can do. I've only got a limited amount of hampers, so there wouldn't be one for everyone in the audience, but we'll do the best we can. Neil at redfm.ie. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 0818-104-106, Red FM. And to the phone lines we go, Claire, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I know this is hard for you because uh, you went through one of the worst experiences imaginable. Yourself and a pal, were were you walking in the woods, was it? Yeah, we were just out in the country area, just going for a walk, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, middle of the day, in the evening, when was it? Um, Late afternoon, uh, yeah. Okay. Are you are you are you okay? I know it's very still. It's still very upsetting. But are you okay to tell us what you what, what you experienced, what you came across? Um. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um. It's possible I could read out that letter because I'm a bit upset this morning, so I might be too clear otherwise. Well, could I mean. we maybe just talk through it rather than than reading okay. it out? You know, I know that you were walking with your friend, and you know, um, just came across. Um, I think it was a, a van and some misfortunate person lying down by the side of the van, was it? Um, something, yeah, something along that lines. Yeah, I don't want to give any details in case it would affect the family even more or I don't want to give the area or anything. I know, I know. I just want to protect the family because they're going to go enough. They are, you but know? clearly this person, um, you were saying, had attempted to take their own life. They had, yeah. And what? luckily we came across the scene and she was still breathing um, and we I barely held it together to call the emergency services um, who were, I'm sorry, I'm shaking. I know, um, I know. But they got there yeah, really, really quickly, didn't they? Oh my God, they were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. I I can't praise them enough. I know, um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm not no. going to dwell on that part of it because you don't yeah. wish to, and I understand that, and I no. understand also your respect for the family and this this misfortunate yeah. woman who felt that she had to 
she had no hope and had to do what she had intended to do. But she survived, did she? She did, thankfully. Thankfully, she did. My yeah. God. Imagine, you were in the right place at the right time. I know, and it's not our usual route or not our usual time of day to go for a walk. So it was fate, I think, that brought us there, to be honest. Do you believe that? Yes. Many people would believe that, that you were put there I on do. that path for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. And I've been affected by um, mental health problems and I've had family members and close friends who have been seriously affected by mental health problems. You've had well. your own traumas in your life, I know. Yes, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm lucky I, I reached out and I've got the help I've needed. Um, and I am very open to speaking about mental health and I try to encourage others. But my... my I'm trying to reach out this morning to those at the moment who are suffering with their mental health and may feel um, that life is not worth living. I know. But, but it is. I know. Trust me, it is. Um, just, I just want people to, if one person will reach out after this phone call, it'll be worth all the trauma that we went through or that we're going through over this, even though she was a stranger to us. Um, please please pick up the phone, talk to someone, ring Pieta House, ring the Samaritans, ring your GP, talk to a co-worker, anyone. Just please, please reach out because somebody cares. Don't carry the burden alone. Don't suffer in silence. A problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. 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 I've spoken to a lot of people this week about mental health, or the last couple of weeks, I should say, about mental health. And I was shocked at the amount of men in my my work environment and friends that didn't even realise that this is Men's Mental Health Month. That's what Movember is all about. It is, yeah. And, and it's, 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 it. it's also probably picked because we go into darker days, you know, exactly. colder weather, exactly. more isolation, more people not able to get out and about, particularly in rural areas. Um, so they're the tougher months, apparently, for people's it mental is. health, the and winter it. months, the dark days. And besides the, the, the seasonal adjustment, it's the pressures of Christmas, the pressures of the, the cost of living at the moment. It's just so much. There is help there. Please reach out. You are right in that regard. There's an awful lot more pressures on people financially trying to keep it together now than there ever was. Yeah, there is, you know, like we're all affected. Everybody is. Yeah. Um, Did did the family, I'm just curious, did the family reach out to you and say thank you to yourself and your friend? Do you check in on this lady? Yeah. They did, of course. We've been been in contact for the last couple of weeks and they're just keeping me informed of her her progress. Yeah. And, yeah. But um, you're still yeah. struggling with the experience, though. I mean, I would I, be, I would be I'm too, to be, to be honest with you. I am big time. Um, I, as I said, I've gone through an awful lot of trauma in my life, and I've dealt with it. And I know the feelings associated with it, yeah. and how to go about help. Yeah. But this has knocked me for six. Yeah. I've been in shock the last couple of weeks. It's only this weekend that it's actually. Hitting me, I still don't think the severity of the situation has hit me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, somebody, somebody um, young, in an isolated area with nobody around them, finding somewhere quiet and isolated to do what they wish to do because they felt that there was no hope. 
Um, her, yeah. her family have clearly rallied around her big time now. Oh, God, they, they have, yeah, they have, they, you know. Um, they must be so like, grateful to the two of you. Oh, they are, but the main thing is that she's alive, you know, and if I can reach out to one person this morning, that's my message, look, please pick up the phone. Look, read those read I, those I, couple of paragraphs there if you have them in front of you where you, where you talk about mes- my message to you is. Oh, okay, okay. Thank um, you. Um Oh, okay. Um, My message to you is this email, this email is not aimed at the families, friends, or witness survivors, or even those amazing emergency responders. This is aimed at those amongst us, our loved ones, our friends, work colleagues, the strangers you cross paths with every day who are suffering with their mental health. My message to you is please, please, please reach out to someone your family, friend, GP, helpline, anyone at all. Please ask for help. It might be the hardest thing you will ever do in your life, but trust me, that one word can save your life. Right now, you might feel totally alone or isolated. You might feel life is not worth living, but trust me, it is. You might feel that the world is better off without you and that nobody will miss you. But they will. Or perhaps you felt like I did in the past. Worthless, useless, stupid, thick, ugly, and basically nothing more than a big pile of steam and crap. I don't know you, but I know you are beautiful. I know you are special. You, like me, and everyone else in this world matters. It might not seem like it now, but you are loved and you are cared about. Please, I beg you, pick up the phone, talk to a friend, a GP. I pray to God that the universe and the universe that you will find the strength needed to ask for help. Well said. Well said, well said, well said. The fragility of life, isn't it? It's such a fragile thing, living and wanting to keep going, you know? And nobody is immune to mental health problems. Everybody has or will suffer or have a family member suffer. I know, I know. I know. You know. I know. Not an easy thing to uh, relive on the air this morning, but God no. knows you were put there, and many would believe on that path on that day to make that difference. And hopefully, her life going forward will be a celebration. Hopefully, I hopefully, God, yeah. hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Claire, thank you so much for coming on air. I know it was hard for you. I know you had long chats with Seamus, but it could make all the difference for people, even one person listening to this That's story. That's why I've done this. If one person is listening to this this morning, if just one person reaches out, it makes everything, the trauma we're going through, worthwhile, if you can understand what I mean. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Look after yourself and your pal as well. Thank you so much for taking the call. Cheers, Claire. All the best. Take care. And our best wishes to that young girl and indeed her family who have rallied around her. But if it wasn't for Claire and her pal walking down that wood and taking a path they usually wouldn't, Uh, We would just have another statistic on our hands. Uh, And can I remind you that the Samaritans are there 24-7 on the end of the phone line. And they'll always answer on 116-123. The Samaritans on 116-123. Do as Claire is asking you to do. Just make the call, share it. Particularly men. Men are so slow. Probably getting better. 
but talking about how they're actually feeling. What do we always say? I mean, it, and it's a difficult thing to open up and be honest. Somebody says, how are you? I'm grand. How are you? Ah, oh, not too bad. I'm grand. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. But is it the truth, though? Pieta House have a 24-7 free phone helpline as well. That's 1-800-247-247. Or you can text HELP to 5144 in the event that you might need help or intervention regarding assault or rape. There's also a crisis helpline for the Rape Crisis Centre on one 800 77 Now I know I've given you four different phone numbers but if I was to pick any particular one of them to repeat again um, let me pick the Samaritans on 116123 uh, To the phone lines we stay Caroline, good morning Hi, how are you? Well, uh, you heard Claire in fairness wasn't it amazing that she was there at the time she was with her friend It was <sighs> Now, you know? thank you for the email that you sent me um, and Obviously, I want to protect the, you know, um, the, yeah. the, the actual individuals involved in this. But let me just put it like this. You're, you, you got in touch with me um, on behalf of a, a friend's mother. Yeah. And you heard Claire there talking as well about um, uh, the pressures that people are on under normally with regards to how they're feeling or depression and not wanting to continue. But it's made an awful lot worse now because of financial pressures that are piled upon people who just can't cope. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about that. Um, we were just having a conversation, you know, and I had a bit of a problem last week. So she was asking me, was I okay, you know? Yeah. And we were conversing, as we normally do, you know, on WhatsApp. And she just told me her mother, who will be in her 70s, her late 70s, you know, told her she felt like ending it all. And I was really taken aback, you know. I was saying, oh my God, you know, is she okay? And... Like trying to, you know, find out the reason and stuff. And you were telling, yeah. you were saying in your email, yeah. this is a woman in her late 70s who worked all her life, yeah. very proud, yeah. very independent, never owed nothing to no one, got on, fine. Yeah. yeah. And like, they live in the country, you know, so they'd be kind of down the abandoned area. Yeah. So like, I suppose it'd be harder to reach out to people, you know, like, like where I live, I'm in Mayfield. And what did she and tell you? Yeah, you'd have... Doors and chimney good, pots all around lovely, you. Yeah, and we have a lovely community. Do you know what I mean? People always like will go above and beyond to help their neighbour and stuff. You know, so like my voice now, I'm a bit nervous. Your grand girl, we're just chatting. Yeah. You're doing a great job of it. Did she yeah. tell you any more about why her mother felt the way um, she did? She had. I tell you, know, she had an oil bill of four hundred and eighty euros. So, like, she can't heat the house at the moment because of the oil. You know, over the bill, like they won't refill the oil and this kind of thing, you know. She was worried then about her cats. She has a couple of cats. So she was worried about feeding them. And Is she like, feeding the, the cats ahead of herself, do you think? Yeah, that's it, like, you know. So what I'd done, I said to my friend, look, I'll put a post up on Facebook and I'll ask for food for the cats, you know, because I didn't want to ask for food for herself. I was saying, like, even if the if she feeds the cats, it'll be less of a burden to her, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, she yeah. might feel happy, because, you know, people love their animals and stuff. They do. So, they wouldn't want to see um, a helpless yeah, animal suffer. Animals, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and it just might make her feel a bit worthwhile then that she's looking after them, do you know what I mean, like? So I put up a post, and a lot of my friends, you know, gathered up tins of cat food and stuff. They came, in fairness to them, no, they delivered them to my house, and one or two of them then bought online e-vouchers for a super value. Amazing. So 
she could go and get one or two bits and pieces, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So they really did no rally rounds in fairness. When you, were, when you were chatting with your pal, right, your pal had said yeah. that she had visited her mother uh, some day yeah. recently, and I'm yeah. just looking at the email, and her mother told her that she felt like ending it all, and she asked her daughter yeah. what was the what easiest the way to do it. Yeah, and like, I just felt, I know, I just felt so bad to think, you know, someone that age, you know what I mean, who's after probably going through things we never know, and it just takes a bill or a couple of bills to make you feel like that. That pressure, like it's not... She snapped. You know, like it's yeah. not fair. Potential yeah, to snap over know? an unpayable bill and a winter of coldness yeah. and dampness and but darkness that, yeah, and, and pets it, that like, are you know, starving. Like, to some of us, you know, like, we might get it. Like, I often got plenty of red letters in the Zorby Lake era. They'd be all right, you know. Things like that wouldn't worry me until the time, you know what I mean? I'd do something then, like. But to other people, like, that would just really put the pressure on them. And if they're getting them, you know, daily, weekly... And it just builds up, like, you know what I mean? And it's so sad. And the fact, like... Did she stay with her, her mother? I'm just curious. And she did. Do you know yeah. what? No, she stayed with her. She stayed with her for um, the night. She came back to her own place, went back again, and the mother actually ended up in hospital. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of that, you know what I mean? Like, so I can't say why, but, like, obviously, it's... My thought would be the pressure and stuff, you know? So, like... That's why I said I can't actually. I just felt so bad. For, no, you know, and in thinking. fairness, you know, the, the st- yeah. what you did with regards to your Facebook page and your pals yeah. rallying around, that was a good idea yeah. to, to hone in on the cats because subsequent just, to that then people wanted to help her with vouchers for food. And, exactly. Yeah, that was exactly, a good... And did know? you get... I think and you got a lot of... I mean, the, you got tuna and you got salmon for the cats and got, stuff. Yeah. But vouchers and, for uh, super value. Yeah. She got... Well she got 40 euros, you know, and like, look, it mightn't be a lot, but it helps, you know, that kind of way, and the people who gave it, like, they're struggling as well, you know, but they still took time out of their own, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's all very well to say that you'd have the old age yeah. pension coming in every week and a bit of a fuel that's allowance and what have you, need, but you get a 500 you know, euro oil bill. <laughs> yeah, and you're trying to live day to day, you know, like the cost of living, even to go to the shop now with 50 euros, it's gone. Gone. It's gone, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Gone. It's just... Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and all these little small little rises in prices, like they mightn't see much at the time. You'd be like, oh, it's only gone up 20 cents. But when you're going getting a good couple of things, then all them 20 cents, you know, and all them 50 and cents. You know, Christmas up, is like, probably important to um, a woman in her late 70s with regards to children and grandchildren. And, and grandchildren, being you know? able to give them a few bob or buy them some presents. Yeah, and she might be mortified think, and embarrassed that this year I yeah. can't do it. And to think like, you know, all oh, my family's calling. We have no heating on. You know, like, they're all going to be sitting there freezing. You know, like, little stupid things that might mean a lot to us. Might, you know, like, way heavy on someone else's mind, you know? I, I hope that her asking her daughter what was the easiest way yeah. to end it was a cry for help, that you was, know? That was, you know, that really, you know, like, I felt so bad about it, you know? I'd never, like, I'd never contact the radio for things, you know? I'd always, you right. know, okay. try and do whatever we can, you know, that kind yeah. of way. Well, no, you were on well, air now and people are listening. Yeah. Does she need help, I wonder? She does, like, you know, she really does. And it's just... Would she take help? I, you know, like, the way I feel is if someone helped, like, through the daughter and she kind of probably didn't know, I think she'd really appreciate it, you know? Because like they were overwhelmed with the cat food and stuff, and you know the help that people did give, and 
I think she would, but I just don't want to give, you know, her name and details. No, I don't want it either yeah. for privacy. Yeah. You describe yeah. her as a proud and independent woman yeah, who you lived know, all her life. Really, and, no, like, yeah, yeah, worked hard, reared a family, you know, and like, I mean... Why are we allowing energy providers to make such obscene yeah. profits, my move? A woman in her late 70s thinking of taking her own life. Yeah, and I mean, it's easy. Like, I have pays, you go for my gas and I have pays, you go for DSP. But like, the older generation will not switch, you know, they're setting their ways. And they're used to the same provider, so they're not going to... I know, I know. You know, they're going to think like, oh no, this is too good to be true kind of thing. I know. Most of the time it is, but, you know, like, they're going to be set in the ways. They're not going to switch now. Yeah. So, like... I know. Among, know? Other, among other things... Yeah, well, there are... If people yeah. want to help or contribute in any way, shape or form, yeah. I'm happy to pass on the details to you if they get in touch oh, with you. Really but her daughter really should also be talking to St. Vincent de Paul. They would be very keen to work yeah, with this woman. I, I am um, contacted Vincent Paul and they rang her back. But the thing was, like, they knew her from the area and they said, like, look, we know she's not going to kind of like this, you know, she's going to feel embarrassed, you know. So that was kind of the thing with Vincent Paul. Now, I don't know, I didn't hear no more regarding them. But, like, I mean, she should contact him even for weekly help. Yeah, yeah, but, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. you could, there's ways you could work around that. Vincent yeah, Paul could tell her it, that. Like, yeah. Vincent de Paul could tell her that she's entitled yeah. to it because of all of the taxation she's paid all through her life. Uh, exactly, that she's entitled yeah. to it because she's an Irish citizen and it's not charity yeah. and there's nothing to be ashamed of. But that's, that's it, you see. I think, like, for a lot of people who are, you know, like, say, maybe they might own their own house and stuff like that, they think that because they own a house that they're not entitled to a small bit of help. And it's those people who are really struggling as well, you know. Because oh, totally, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, listen, if this woman, to, if she had money yeah. in the bank, she'd be spending it. I understand that. Exactly, you know, exactly. I understand you know? that. But listen, yeah. um, we, we, nobody would want her in this age of her life to be living no, a miserable existence. No, Neil, not that age, you no. know what I mean? Okay. Not any age, you know, because okay. I know, like, I know the way suicide, like, we lost a lot of people. I lost my own brother to suicide, you know. So, like, know. we know the effect that it has on families. And, like, no matter what anyone says I do, you'll always think, was there more I could have done? Should I have done this, you know? But to think like that, a woman of that age is sitting down and that's what her thought process is that. I know. Will I, I couldn't have put it any better myself. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't have put it any better myself. You know? If there is anybody who would like to help out in any small way, I will put them yeah. in touch with you. And they can get in touch yeah. with me. They can text 0868 What's your Facebook page? Is it straightforward? Oh, yes, straight forward. Just yeah. Caroline Igbloga. No, I don't. It's just private. Like, but okay, well, if leave, anyone leave. wants to private mail me, yeah. Okay, well, I'll put you back you know? on hold. You can give the lads details of your yeah. of, of your. Facebook. Neil, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Not at it. all. I'm glad you picked up the phone. We've already yeah. had offers to help pay off the oil bill anyway. So, um, oh, you know, that, there's a great start for you. Stay in touch that's and bad. bring us back an update yeah. and I'll pass on anybody and who wants to I just say help. thanks to people because even my own friends, like, we're all struggling in our own way, but they always go out of their way just to help you know what I mean and it means a lot it does you know yeah, it, does. it really it does. really does it does alright Claire do stay in touch Caroline my apologies Caroline stay in touch and I'll pass on any details if anybody wants to help it's a sad story isn't it at that stage of her life text 0868104106 hey it's Dave join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home big hits loads of fun features and traffic info what more could you need join me weekdays from 4 Dave Max Drive get it off your chest 
Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, just again, can I just mention, never ever, this is part of a text this morning, Never, and the Guardian will tell you this, never ever use workmen who call to your door offering to do work. Full stop. Never ever. Um, unfortunately, that also means that some legitimate people are also calling around but in the times that we live in, here's an example. Can you please keep an eye out for a black Hyundai SUV 06 Reg? They are looking for people to scam. This is from the Glanmar Facebook group this morning. It's a very powerful group they have, and some of them are in different local communities. The Glanmar one is particularly strong. Anyway, apparently they're looking for people to scam. They offer to do work for an exorbitant amount. They attempt to get into the house, and they never, ever finish the job. Mind you, you're giving them the money. They have been reported to Angarda Shikana. If you see them in your neighbour's Please do the same. Uh, report them to the Gardaí. Please check on your elderly neighbours regularly. The guards are recommending you never use workmen who call to the door. That's a black Hyundai SUV 06 Reg that's calling around. And unfortunately, um, we know of it all too often where the elderly are scammed because they are just too... Um, I was going to use the word naive in this regard. I mean that in the nicest possible way. Unfortunately, they're too trusting of people. Uh, and then um, somebody wondering how in the name of God somebody who did that and was paid money to give photographs of their children to a paedophile would only get 18 months jail. It should be 18 years. I'm sick to my stomach listening to this morning, says Eilish. Uh, and then, interestingly, apparently we already have a version of DART in the county of Cork. I'm going to say it'll be called CART in Cork, the Cork area, rapid transport. Uh, John says, we have CART already. It takes people from villages west of Macroom into town for shopping. And then when you want to look at some gorgeous lights that have been put up, well done to Dave McGrath, sent to me, send me the most beautiful Christmas photograph this morning from Horgan's Pub on Blarney Street. Now, to say that they've thrown the kitchen sink at the Christmas lights is an understatement. It looks absolutely magnificent. And obviously this photograph was taken at night when all of the lights were lit up at uh, his local pub, Horgan's on Blarney Street. So all involved take a bow. And just on a lighter note, I was talking about the fact that I add chilli flakes to stews and I'd add chilli flakes to a casserole. Not not all of this. Maybe on day two, you know, I'd I'd mix it up a bit. I hope you're right about the black pepper, though. This person, Joe, also adds chilli flakes to stews and casseroles, but he says, I hope you're right about the black pepper being good for you. My wife takes black pepper whenever we eat out or go on holidays. She always keeps it. Tesco, course, Ground 50 grams is her favourite, says Joe. Well, it is very good for you. Uh, I read it somewhere recently saying that it's actually very, very good. It's a very healthy thing to add to your food. Good black pepper. Uh, And then uh, one or two others. I was talking about bringing back um, plastic and cans for cash where you can actually bang them all into these machines that you're going to see with regards to supermarkets and corner shops you get money for them but listening to and that's the way it used to be in the old days with glass bottles listening to talk about returning bottles and cans for cash I've read up on it and did you realise it's only the ones with the return logo on them you actually pay a deposit on top of the regular price yes you do and when you return the empty bottle you get your deposit back so we're not really getting anything extra for doing this just more hassle really yeah you're not really making on it, but for people who want to make a few bob extra pocket money, it's a great initiative for kids. I mean, I only remember it when I was a kid myself and, you know, bottles were worth cash and cash then meant sweets. 
And then a lot of people want to help with that unfortunate scenario down in West Cork with the elderly woman who just doesn't want to live anymore. I would like to send this lady a large box of cat food, please, says Karen in White's Cross. I'd be delighted to offer a 50 euro voucher for a Duns or a Tesco or a Super Value. Another one. Could I be put in touch with Caroline, please, to contribute to the lady she was talking about? And then Rehoming Cork Pets got in touch saying, we will feed her cats says Helena from Rehoming Cork Pets. So thank you for all of those texts. I'll get some more of them on the air as we go through the morning. And phone calls as well. David, good morning. Good morning. Isn't it tragic that um, in the times we live in, that somebody would think it's not worth living because they can't pay a 480 euro um, oil, fill of oil for the, for the heating system. It's awful, isn't it? It's beyond sad. It's just unbelievable, Neil. Unbelievable. And to be asking somebody without being too graphic about it, uh, what's the easiest way to do it means that she's spending a lot of time thinking about it. And ho- hopefully that was just a cry for help. I think so. The lady didn't so. know how to reach out. I hope so. Lots of people have reached out, you amongst them. What would you like to do? What are you in a position to do? I paid uh, the total oil bill for whatever else to Oh my God, that's the kindest thing. That's a fair chunk of change. That's 480 euro. That's fine. That's no problem. I'm in a... I, I feel I'm in a fortunate position that I can do that for this lady. To help those that are less fortunate. And you know something, that's a beautiful gesture because in real terms that will get her into the new year certainly and maybe longer and she won't be cold. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I'm glad I can do that. Well thank you so much for reaching out David. Cork people are incredible. You're amongst them. So thank you for that. You'll, you will be keeping her warm for Christmas. I'd be delighted to do that. Well done, well done. And that should sit very nicely with you, the fact that you're keeping an elderly woman warm for Christmas. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you for coming Stay on, Harold. No, I appreciate you doing it. €480 is uh, no small amount of money, and it's a very kind gesture, keeping an elderly woman warm for Christmas. Meanwhile, Helena, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Sorry, I just read out your short text. You're with uh, Rehoming Cork Pets, is that right? That's right. Could I ask you, do you have any experience of this in your group where people might be putting their pets before themselves to make sure that they're fed? Well, I suppose, look, we've experience in it in the sense that, you know, people can't rent properties because they're not pet friendly or they can't afford them or they've moved back home and they can't bring their pets. Lots of people have gone back home to other countries they came from and have had to leave their pets, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, we've come across it in an extent. Yeah, yeah. Primarily, though, you look after those pets and find them new homes. When we say pets, cats and dogs, is it? Uh, Mainly cats and dogs, but look, we've had squirrels, birds, fish. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what else at this stage. Do you always find a home for them? Yeah, we do, in fairness. How? Mostly do, yeah. How do you do that? Online, is it? Online, we have a Facebook page and yeah, look, I mean, that's the other side of it. There are great people out there that are willing to adopt and take on, you know, rescue dogs and cats and other pets. Yeah, This is slightly outside your remit then, helping an elderly woman to feed her cats. It is, but you know, we got a donation from the court there recently and it was to go for cats. We done a spay and neutering program, which would be something different, but it all helps. And look, we'd be we would consider that this would be helpful. This lady can keep her pets. Our pets will be looked after and we're more than happy to do that, you know. And what do people who might say, because surely some are thinking it, that if she can't afford to feed herself and is worried about feeding her cats, that she should give up the cats? 
I don't think so, you know. I mean, look, we try and do everything we can as well that people would hold on to them, you know. If it's a behaviour issue, we'd recommend a behaviourist or something like that, you know, or go see the vets and things. But no, like, this lady, you know, has obviously probably given back to society all through her life. It's time now we give some help to her. And also, isn't it true to say that an elderly person living alone, that pets are great company? Oh, should their family? They're better than family, to be honest with you. I talk, I talk to my dog. I don't know whether he understands it. I sometimes think he does. But elderly people would talk all day to their pets, wouldn't they? They're like of course they would, yeah. They're best they're friends. They're company. They're loyal. They're faithful. Yeah. And they won't tell your secrets to anybody, Neil, so you're safe telling but the dog. They might tell other dogs, though. <laughs> oh well <laughs> they're always they're always watching <laughs> anyway <laughs> listen that's great thank you so much um, you no will problem. you will help to feed the cats because um, we will and look if there's if they need a vet as well if there's you know anything like that <laughs> All right, you're you're breaking up with me. Do you mind if I give uh, if I pass on your details then, and you can be in touch with uh, with um, maybe the sister, the mother, the daughter of the mother, and we can make that happen. That's perfect. That's great. We have a volunteer in the in that area, West Park. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's, break, it's yeah. breaking up. You're very kind to Lena. Thank you, and regards to you all at Rehoming Cork Pets. So everybody coming out and wanting to help, and uh, you know. Up an elderly lady who's struggling and you know sometimes it can be just one bill God only knows the reasons why people feel that they no longer want to uh, uh, go keep on living um, they, they feel maybe that's this late stage of their life it's not worth it anymore but of course it is often of course it's because they fail to realise in their predicament um, the anguish and the sadness and the loneliness and the pain that is left behind. So do think of that uh, and and reach out. I gave some helpline numbers earlier this morning. I'll give them again. Uh, I'll give them again in a few minutes. And one of the more important ones is Samaritans. One one six one two three one one six one two three. But some other texts then from people who want to help. Uh, see one here saying, "I'd like to help the elderly woman. I'll give a check or cash for two hundred and fifty euro to help with her bills. Please pass on my details. Be delighted to donate a voucher to a Duns or a Tesco or a Super Value to the value of fifty euro. Neil, can you please put me in touch with Caroline? Contribute to the lady that she was talking about on air. I'd be so so happy to help. So thank you for that. Keep those texts coming. You're going to make all the difference. Uh, certainly with regards to David, um, I hope he feels a lot better because it's in giving that we receive." that um, by paying a 480 euro oil bill to put oil in the tank to keep the, the house warm, that he's keeping an elderly person warm and comfortable uh, for Christmas and into the new year. So well done, everybody, on that one. Back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. This all began this morning with an original call from um, Claire, who came across a very traumatic, had a very traumatic experience when she was walking in the woods, came across a person uh, whose life then was subsequently saved by her being there with her friend. And then, of course, Claire, Caroline then told the story of her friend's mother, a very um, um, fragile situation this elderly lady finds herself in where she just no longer wants to go on and what's tipping her over the edge is a 480 euro um, oil heating bill that she can't afford. There's no heat on. Uh, she loves her cats. They're her companions and she's worried about feeding them across the winter. Uh, and you know what? It just takes one thing to tip a person over the edge. Back to the, the phone lines we go this morning. Joanne, Good morning. Good morning. Um, How are you, girl? How are you? I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm getting there. You're getting um, there slowly, bad. but surely. Yeah. 
Exactly. I had a very bad experience three years ago. You were in a dark um, place a couple of years ago. What can you tell us oh, yeah, about where you I, were at then? Um, I'm still in a dark place. Oh, yeah. I'm still, still kinks a lot, but I go on the helpline a lot to help yeah. me through it. Yeah. Help me through it. Do you call the Samaritans, is it? No, I call another crowd. I don't want to mention them now, tell the truth, but they're very, very, very good to me. Okay. Very good to me, okay. and they help me a lot through domestic violence and through family problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, and I know, I know. Um, I, don't, I don't want to go into too much of that detail for obvious no, reasons, but, 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 but I know I there was a period where you were unable to see loved, uh, um, a loved one that you were very close to and it broke your heart. Broke my heart, broke my heart, sliced my heart, and I wasn't allowed to see my grandchild. And I adored all of them, but unfortunately, this little one was very, very attached to me. And I went up to collect her one day, and I wasn't allowed to see her. And and in the morning, the guards knocked at my door, and he said to me, um, "Don't go near." Such and such, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I didn't. And he said, I said, I'll go through the courts. I said, he said, there's no such thing. So when he said that to me, I said, that's my life over. Did you really? I did. I went up to bed. I bought a bottle of water up with me. And I took over 150 or 200 tablets. Good God. And I knew no more. I knew I was going slowly. Was that, yeah, and what was going through your mind? At the end of the road to me, I said, that's it, I don't want to carry on anymore. There's nothing left for me. Right, you didn't get any kind of um, second thoughts, he, no? He, 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 he put me in shock and I said, well, if he said to me, there's no right to see someone, that was it. And he was very abrupt for me. So that guard nearly ended my life and I knew no more and family member knew I wasn't eating or drinking water anything I don't socialise I don't drink mm. and I felt wobbly and everything and going, when I got into deeps I knew I was going in to deep deep sleep so the way my head was going and I knew no more and someone pounded on my chest. The next thing you remember is somebody pounding on your that's chest. All, that's all. And people uh, screaming. That's all I remember. And there, there, someone was screaming in the room. Yeah. There was someone screaming and I saw all yellow jackets and that's all I remember. I'm waking up in a hospital. I was in there for a week. And now what were your thoughts when you woke in the hospital? How did you feel about that? Um, I said, what happened? That's all I said, what happened? He says, you're a very, very, very lucky woman. He said, very, very lucky woman. I was taken into rooms. I was being talked by the specialist and that specialist. And I was still in a very, very dark place. Very dark place. Very, very lonely. I don't put up, I put up lights. All right, the windows just pretend that I haven't a Christmas. Okay. I don't put up a Christmas tree. Okay. I very, very... Only for the helpline today, I don't think I would be still here. You know, I'm just, I get up in the morning, I say, I have a prayer for everybody. 
you know, I listen to your radio station every single day. And through you, Neil, I have to say, you've kept me going because I was in silence for a long, long time. And there's nothing worse than loneliness and sadness. And like it's a bit of com- is it a bit of company to you? Is it? Yes, yes. Yeah. And when I heard that this morning about that girl, you know, I felt I was her. I was her, and thank God that she's here. Do you know what I mean? Because when things go wrong in your life, you just don't want to carry on. Did you believe there was a better place in the next world or, or something? That No, I just didn't. I just wanted to go. I just wanted to go. I said, you know. It was, a, it was a very quick decision, was it? It was, it was, it was, it was going on for a while. Right. But it, it came to hit me too fast when the guards just upset me so much. I said, that's the end. That there was no parental rights no. in the court of law, access to a grandchild? No, no yeah. which there was. And I went through it when I came out of hospital. There was. After a good long time. And I lost. You lost? I lost. And all, and all you want to do is to show love to a grandchild? Oh, exactly. I adore children. I adore children. I give my life to children. I've worked with children through my life. I've worked all my life. And I'm... It's just like a very, very lonely place to be. And you haven't got children or grandchildren I would call to see you. You know, it's very, very lonely. And, very, knowing, very and lonely. knowing that they're existing somewhere and getting on with their exactly. life and without having And access. pass you on in the street and pass you on as if you don't exist. As if you don't exist. It's, it's a very, very lonely place to yeah. be. Yeah. Very lonely, but Christmas times. And I had a great family home when I was young, like, because my own mother, and to send the radio last, had cancer in the cervix, and she died when she was 66, and nursed her, and looked after her, and she could have been saved that time too, when I hear it each time, that is very, very sad, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm getting there, I'm getting there through the helpline. No, thank God. Have you friend, Have you friends in your life? I I have uh, not, not much. No, no, I don't go out to see much, and I don't socialize, and I don't drink. You know, and I mm. just, you know, if I go, I I suffer massively from OCD, and uh, it, since they did all this happened, I went into a massive OCD. Did you? And yes. And it's an awful sickness, you know. You're trapped with it all day. Exactly, exactly. Surely you can get help, though, with OCD. Yes. I, I'm hoping someday will, you know, because it's it's an it's an awful sickness, and they have drove me to that because it just keeps me going. You know, it just keeps me going. And are you just plagued with routines over and over and over? Yes, exactly, exactly. Things that you have to repeat constantly. And since COVID came in, I'm terrified, you know, and someone knocked at my door, I'm at the door with cross, with with dental wipes, and terrified. I was very, very in hospital in 2019, you know. I know, I know. It's just a very lonely place, and Christmas is very, very lonely, very, very lonely. And for how long has it been lonely for you? How long? 
um, it's um, been very bad for the past um, eight, eight, nine years now. It's been very, very, very bad. Very bad. You know, and it's it's hurtful. It's very, very hurtful. See your family just pass you as if you don't exist. And when you're in a shop and you hear someone saying, Mom, you actually turn around. And, you know, it's not you they're calling. I know. Or Nan, you know, it's not you they're calling, but you think, you know, know, and then you come home upset. I know. Oh well, God, I don't know. I can only imagine what you're experiencing. You as if you're an, an invisible person. No, thank God that girl was safe and she's alive. And I am too. I am too. You're glad you were found then, are you, Joanne? Um, no. What? I'm not. I'm not. I said I would have been better off with the life I'm after having for the past few years. But it, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just take every day as it come. I get, just take every day as it come. People know I'm a very good person. Yeah. People stop me and say, if I was out, you just be proud of yourself. You were a fantastic nun. You were a fantastic mother. They always say that to me. Always say that to me, you know. And I just kind of, my own family keeps saying to me, you were, you were, and you still are. You have no regrets. Why don't you try, well, do you, I mean, why not concentrate on those that do love you and do want to spend time with you? Oh, and, and, and why why, why have a lonely Christmas if there are still family members who say kind oh. things and have kind feelings towards you? Yes, I, I do. I do. My, my very close family member is fantastic. Yeah, and, she, and you know, when the, when the grandchildren grow up and get to think for themselves and have a mind of their own as adults... You never know what might happen. They might reach out to you or they, they could make up their well, own minds about their... Grown. Most of them have grown up and I think they're still being, you know, they're nervous of the background that would happen to them if they called to see me. I'm hoping someday that they will. I hope in some days... But you've had a very will. tough life, though, up until now because you did I speak of domestic violence and everything. That have had very very tough, very very tough, very very tough. It's 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 a low, very lonely place to be, and when your mind can just switch off within a second. And it, it some days you want to be here, and other days you don't. And other days I say to myself, "What? Why? Why? Why me? Yeah. Why me? Yeah. You know, and why why me? As in, why is my life so sad and so lonely? Exactly. Exactly, that I never harmed no one. I never did nothing for no one, only helped people. Never, ever. I know. You know. And is it particularly harder in the the winter or at times like Christmas time? It's very hard in the winter because um, I I don't like the the dark. I hate the dark. I leave my landing on a nice thing. In the summer, I don't like gardening, and then I kind of get upset if neighbours' children are out the back, their grandchildren are out there, and I, I come in and crying, and you know, that mine should be out the back, you know. I have a beautiful garden, and I love if they were, you know, out there playing. I had all the happy days, but they were all whipped away, you know. So Did you ever get any help with the, uh, the OCD, the obsessive compulsive disorder? No, no. 
Yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, there there are therapists that can help with regards to that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot going on there. You're you're trapped with the OCD as well as all of the issues involving isolation and, and loneliness and what have you. And I go just once a week shopping. And that's just my main shopping and that will be it. And I'm sure the days and the weeks are very long and lonely, aren't they? They're very lonely. And Christmas time, it's very lonely, you know, because, um, you know, it's supposed to be a very happy time for people, but it can be a very, very sad time for other people. Certainly, you know? yeah, certainly, for lots of different reasons, loss of a loved one, or in your case, the isolation right. and the loneliness you feel, you know? You'll be with yeah. somebody, but you will be, hopefully, with somebody over Christmas, will you? Oh, yes, yeah. I will. We, we always invite you up for dinner. I know. My yeah. family members, so, like, what I... And do they know how down you feel? Um, you know, I don't know, have they any feelings? I don't know because one time I used to have a beautiful old family dinner in my home and my they used to love my my stuffing. They all tried to make my stuffing and they never could get my recipe. And I'd have a family meal, all the grandchildren, all the family in the house, all gone. You know, uh-huh. I used to love having the kitchen table all dressed up for them and all that. But it's just, Everything have changed. So many things have changed in life today. Know. You know. Yeah, I know. Just, you know, I, I just take every day as a common. You know, see oh, what's next. What's next? I live very nervous. Very, very nervous and frightened of what's the next next outcome. You know, so I just have to carry on every day, and hopefully, you know that. I lost a mother and father very young. Then five months between one another, but. I'm hopefully getting there and the family then when I speak to the members when I ring them they're very very helpful to me very very helpful to me I wish you had more company you know I wish you had more opportunity I know you're trapped with the anxiety the OCD and whatever but I wish you could get out more and, and uh, you know, no, have, have more I'm company not, with like minded people I'm person you know I'm very very lonely person a very very lonely person Just, Thank God for that girl you know, that she was found just like me. But, you it's know, hard for me. It's up. hard for me to just hang up the phone from you and just carry on with my life or carry on with the radio program, knowing that you're struggling so much. You know. I know. Thank you so much, Neil, and only for you every day and your radio station and column and all the other lads and mm. the radio. I love the radio all day long, all day long. I listen to it. I bring my other one, battery one upstairs if I was going upstairs. Oh, misfortune. And I carry it around, you know, but I get there, you know, hopefully that God won't take me before he will see them again. Hopefully you know? will see them again as they grow and make up their own minds, you know, and decide exactly. for themselves if they want their granny in their lives I, I obviously can't go into the detail of why you find yourself no. in this situation of no making of your own but it's tragic what has happened to you nobody should it have no, life should be life should be celebration it's hard enough as it is it, it should be should be it should be you know and we, if we could all have the sense of looking back in our lives before it's too late you know we'd, exactly. be, we'd be kinder we'd be more helpful we wouldn't worry about things that God knows that just don't matter anymore you know no, but it's always too no. late for that for so many people. They see it too late. They do, they do, they do. You know, they do, you know, and like 
they'd be first regrets there, like, God yes, this, if yeah. anything. I know. You know. I hope it resolves so, itself. I really do. Thank you so much, Neil. And you're, you're fantastic on the radio to stay, everybody. And s- stay in touch. You've helped. Yeah, stay in touch. I will, of course. Don't be a stranger here anyway, okay? Thank you so much indeed. Right. Thank okay. you. And you're fantastic people. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye, Joanne. Mind yourself. Take care. God Take bless. Care. Thank you so much. God bless. Lines are open 0818104106. You can also share your own stories by email if you so choose. Neil at redfm.ie. Calls on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. What's an update on that horrific experience that that woman and her daughter had down in Maham Point? Feral, wild, young girls who said horrible things and made jokes and laughed because as she described herself she happened to have as she said a facial disfigurement which I think actually is a term that shouldn't even be used your face is your face it's what we possess it is what it is and it's beautiful indeed with all of our blemishes it doesn't make us any less beautiful but I have an update on that in a, in a few minutes time people are very kind and a lot of people were incensed as the experience she went through if you missed yesterday's program I'll tell you about it uh, again as soon as I can Fiona good morning Good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Uh, how did you How did you feel about Joanne's story, for instance? My heart is is that the lady that was just on. Yeah, she's in a hel- she's in a helpless and hopeless situation because, as a grandmother, she clearly loves her grandchildren, one in particular, um, but yet has completely alienated from them by no make yeah. no means no means or making of her own. Um, I don't know whether you remember this or not, but I spoke to you maybe possibly two years ago. Um, you had a gentleman on the phone, or I think he emailed in and he was saying that, you know, he was talking about taking his own life. And I rang in with the story of my brother who had done it that previous Christmas um, and the similarities in the story. And, and um, yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, well, I recall way too many of those kind of stories. Yeah, well, don't we all? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're in a similar situation now regarding you know, t- three and a half years later regarding my brother's two boys. Um, I won't give my name because... It's no, I wouldn't be allowed to and I'd have to keep it vague enough freely with regards to, you know, the the fact that um, sadly your, your brother took his own life that you're probably still dealing with that and always will. Always will be. Yeah. yeah. Um, my fear listening to that lady um, and sorry for the wobbly voice, but... Okay, <laughs> um, Take your time. Is that I can hear in her voice that she's on the edge. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's my mother ringing me now. <laughs> um, the timings of mammies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she is in the same situation as that lady. She has two beautiful grandsons that she's totally alienated from for no reason. Um, about six months after my brother took his own life, um, she took the kids away. Um, they still live in Ireland. We don't know where. Um well, we know the approximate area. We don't know where. Uh, we're not allowed any contact with them. We're not allowed to speak to them. We're not allowed to know where they live. Um, we're allowed to send things to her mother's address. Um, we don't know if they get them. We don't know if and when they get them or when they get them, whether they know they're from us or not. Yeah, um, yeah. And so these two boys, and they're young boys. They yeah, were I don't want to know any idea about the age no, no, or... No, I won't like yeah. give you anything, but I'm just saying they were young at the time, but they didn't just lose their dad. They lost a grandmother, a grandfather. They lost an uncle, two aunts, cousins. Yeah. Um, and I'm in a situation where my son and his son, there's only three months between them, and they adored each other. Yeah, I know, yeah. 
And, and can you, know, you, have you sat down and tried to rationalise as to why this happened? Um, some might say we have, that she we literally needed a brand new start. Yeah, she said that um, she just couldn't deal with us. And yeah. we asked what was the problem. And we were like, she was like, it's too big to get into. And we went to mediation taught thinking uh, at her suggestion um, that we were going to kind of maybe find a way forward. Um, mm, but, okay. you know, after a thousand euros of mediation, we found that there was no way forward. Okay. And, you were none the wiser. You know, okay. yeah. None the wiser. Yeah. She didn't want to talk about it. Um, okay, and I, and I won't dwell on that aspect of it, if you don't mind, because when you get into areas like that, certainly involving children, uh, we would, I would have legal responsibilities there. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's over and done with now. I mean, the fact of the matter is the end result was that um, the, the very few offers of contact within that mediation were never honoured. Okay. They were just taken away. Okay. So that, that lady that you were just speaking to, my mum and my dad are in the exact same situation. My mum asked me every day, which if I answered the phone there, she probably would have asked me again, do we think we'll ever see the boys again? Like, I don't know, ma'am. Can't answer that. I hope we will, you know, but my mother is... It's like a death to her, really, isn't it? I mean, one moment you have... It's it's her oldest son and her two grandchildren. Yeah, and does it consume all her time now and all her thoughts? Well, I would say both my parents, since my brother passed away, have just aged 15 years in four. And they've just gotten old, they've given up. My dad doesn't go out anymore. I mean... Like that lady, he doesn't want to leave the house. I think he just doesn't want people to ask him. She turned into a very quiet man. He was always private, like, but, you know, he was always kind of... He'd be sociable enough, like, he's an Irish country farmer, you know, but he just... He doesn't... I would live two and a half hours away from him and he hasn't come to my house since my brother died. He just won't leave, you know, he won't leave where he is and my Because he feels been, probably that, he feels, did I do enough? Did I pick up on the signs? Was I there to help? Did I miss something? He's, he's struggling with all of There was a lot of, of stuff there was a lot of stuff previous and we did do a huge amount. Um, mm. Oh I know but he'll, he'll end up always thinking was it enough, you know, the misfortune? Always yeah, always um, and you know, my mother Covid was horrific because then they had nobody. Yeah. You know, they couldn't have visitors. They were cocooning. Uh, my parents aren't together anymore, but they're actually way better off. <laughs> um, yeah. They were always better apart than they were together. This so we're didn't never help bad together. Yeah. It was just silent. You know. Yeah. No, they they're not in the same house. They they live about two miles down the road from each other. Yeah, but okay. They literally just barricaded themselves in for the couple of years, and that didn't help mentally. You know. Absolutely, it didn't. And 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 then. Oh. Two, two and a half years later, you're told, oh, everything's fine now, just get on with your life. And it's kind of hard to readjust for somebody. Well, within that time, like I say, my mother has aged very much so and is now no longer able to drive. So it's not that she's housebound, but she is housebound, if you know what I mean. She's, um, <clears throat> she can't go anywhere. So she's totally lost her independence and all she gets to do all day, every day is like that woman, is think about her grandkids because that's what keeps her going, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. mine ring and they you know, tell her the same thing every day. Hi, nanny, how are you? And, oh, I love you, nanny. And, and and she lives for that, you know. And then she'll ring them back maybe two or three times to hear the same conversation again. But that's what she wants to hear from 
the others as well, you know, and know. so that would keep her going. It's heartbreaking. Um, it really must be heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Yeah. It is heartbreaking, yeah. It is. There's only three months between my son and yeah. her brother's son and, you know, they would be doing all the same things, into all the same things. When my brother was alive, we spoke to him every weekend. We video called him every weekend. Um, they came down to visit. It's now been, like, my brother will be four years dead on the 27th of December, and it's three and a half years since we've seen or been allowed to speak to them or know where they are. I know, and your brother would not want it this way? No. no. Well, you know, it, it, uh, without getting into it, no, we all no. firmly believe it It shows us why he is where he is and you why know, he did what into, he did. Because, yeah. No, yeah, I won't go into, any, I won't go into no, no. any of that, if you don't mind. I don't want and to be I'm overstepping the mark, you know. Misfortune but is no longer here. I also here. can hear in that lady's voice, she is struggling. She is struggling very, very much. And she is someone I personally, having had conversations with someone who did what they did, and I feel that that lady, this is her cry for help. You're asking her, did she seek help? And this is no disrespect to you, you know, did she seek help for her OCD and stuff? The biggest problem, I believe, for people who are in that frame of mind is they're not able to. They know this is going on, but they're afraid to say it out loud. They're afraid to be stigmatized. They're afraid she can go on the radio with you because she's anonymous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But to go and acknowledge this to people, and this was what I actually rang in two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, that chap... And he had kids, and were, I don't know what was going on. He'd emailed you, and I was saying, look, give him my number. You know, I recognize so much of my brother's story. Please let him, let me be the one who can, you know, maybe talk to him, and he doesn't have to know who I am. Or, yeah, yeah. But, you know... Well, if I it didn't feel, happen, it didn't happen because he didn't want to do that. Oh, no, I totally get that. I'm, I'm, that's not yeah. my point. My point is that I can hear in her voice that... But you see, like, I know that, I know, but, there, I still, but I still feel hopeless talking to somebody and helpless talking to yeah. the likes of Joanne, yeah. when I know that... When she hangs up the phone, she continues to live the existence she has, and, and I just I just move on point. to the next caller, yeah. and it's because she's not able to go and access. But she could her see her GP, and her GP could refer her for uh, some but therapy. See, that's all well and good, but like when you're in that frame of mind, you are in the frame of mind where you could go to see your GP and you could address it, and you could say, "Right, I'm struggling," but when someone gets that low, and she's obviously she's not going out, she's not socialising. All the all the the boxes are being ticked there for someone who's in a really really bad place. Yeah. And I'm not. This is not a looking down on. This is not a judging. This is a, you know, that reality. Is, yeah. Yeah. This is reality. This yeah. is you know. This is. And my GP said at the time because I was I was discussing my case with her at the time and she was super and advised me on what to do. She said we do not know and we never will know. She said what is the moment when somebody decides this is it. Mm. And well, earlier we heard of an elderly woman and it was a 480 euro uh, oil bill for the heating, for instance. It yeah. was just and the tipping And to you, point. that's nothing. To me, that's nothing. To probably most of the country, that's nothing. But to that lady, that's enough to end her life. And that's what I mean. She, people can't, when they're so low, they're unable to articulate where they are and all they can see to get out of it is, is to not be here anymore. And that's the difficult part. Everybody who is in a good frame of mind is able to say, it's okay not to be okay, it's okay, talk out, talk to a friend. But that's where the problem is. They're unable to do that. They're unable to extend that. Where does the law sit with the grandparent alienation, do you know? Absolutely nothing. We did inquire, um, and as regards uh, grandparents or even closer relations, um, it is up to the, the 
I suppose the manners or the is it not uh, is it not a, a abuse is it not a crime or anything like that? No, it's, emu- it's emotional abuse. I know that it is emotional abuse, but um, as regards legalities, um, it is up to the persons if they want to keep in touch or not, and it doesn't matter. Even if it was, we'll say, my brother who had lost his wife, if it was the other way around, and he had the kids and he didn't want them to see us as a family, it still would make no difference. It is up to the surviving parent what they wish to do. With and that's children. it. That's the law, is it? That is it. Across the board. She gave me the no impression, effect. Joanne, that there, that there was something that could have been done subsequently. Uh, maybe in her case at that time. I don't know if there was. You know, she obviously didn't go into the reason why she wasn't allowed to, to see them or be part of their lives. And maybe there was an incident. In our case, you know, there was no incident except for the fact that my brother is no longer here. I know, okay, okay. So but the there's nothing on the statute books where a grandparent can go to court and ask for visitation rights? Um, no, there's nothing. There's, they okay. have no rights whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Um, now, unless there is an underlying factor, you know, for example, a history within the family or blah, 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 whatever, I don't know. You know, if there's something going on within that family... That has caused. Oh, that they, no, I understand that, that it would have to be thrashed yeah. out as to the. And that would happen were there a law there, that it would be thrashed out as to the reasons behind it. But is there any yeah, starting no. point? No, no okay. rights whatsoever. Okay. We okay. have sought legal advice on it just for visitation, not for anything else, just to see them, just to, like, say, my son is nine years of age and the other chap is up. Just to see them on their school sports day. Okay. See yeah. Them you know, You're breaking up on me there, Fiona. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. I'm on a landline. I oh, you know what? I walked into the kitchen and the radio's on. Okay. Um, okay. But like I say, just to see when they win a medal on their sports day, to see when they get a prize for, you know, their spellings, or to see them in the school play. You know, those things are what keeps elderly people going. Oh, I know that. And, 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 and not just and, elderly people. I know, but also, I, I'm going to have to move on for news now in a second. But also, I would need to acknowledge that a lot of the time. It can be the other way around, where grandparents alienate grandchildren or have no interest or no wish to do anything or be part of their lives at all. Yeah, and that is is so, so sad. You know, it's so, so sad. Um, But you would like to know in, you know, if both parties want it, you would like to know that it's... Awesome. I mean, I'm sure those kids wonder where we went. You know, yeah. they wonder where's Grand, where's Granddad, where's where am I gone? Where you know, yeah. they, do they do they not love us anymore? You know, why do they not come to see us? Why do they not ring us? You know, and it's it's horrific, and that will destroy them as they get older. Yeah. Okay. I hope that as they get older, though, and become more independent in their own thought processes, that they might do things differently. I hope that there's time for that for your mother, your grandfather, you know, and your dad well, as well. I don't I don't think there's time for my parents for that. Hopefully there will be time for us. Okay. Um, okay. And that's the sad reality, you know. But okay. Just okay. that lady, if she can speak to someone, she she sounds to me, and I'm no expert, that she this is her cry for help. She's she's asking for help today, I feel. Okay. Thanks, Fiona. Take care. Lines open. Text 0868 Back after 11. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. 
104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Thank you, a little bit of uh, housekeeping if you don't mind, Kiernan's Garden Centre .ie, they're also down in Douglas Court Shopping Centre, lots of parking and they do all sorts, not just Christmas trees but wreaths and stands and Christmas accessories and all sorts of things including all of the uh, customer service for your trimming of the tree and we have Christmas trees to give away all this week, courtesy of ourselves in Kiernan's Garden Centre, so Christmas song sometime between now and midday today. Call her Tree and call her Turty Tree. Call her Tree and call her Turty Tree. Wins our Christmas trees and you can get them all sorted at Kiernan's. We put up the Machia one yesterday. I always put it away thinking everything is grand now for next year. I'll know where everything is and I'll be able to isolate everything and it'll be military fashion. Then I go back 12 months later and it just doesn't work out according to plan. Yesterday, it wasn't the Machiad tree that I couldn't find. It was the bloody stand for the Machiad tree. You'd think I'd have one next to the other, wouldn't you? Not a chance. Not even in the same rooms. <laughs> Eventually found it and up it went. Anyway, that was the Machiad one. I'm still managing to get away without having to... They're just putting a tree up here at Red. I don't know where we got this Christmas tree we have this year. It's absolutely super. It's just perfect. Symmetrically perfect. Like as if it didn't grow all by itself and, uh, you know, they get the wonky ones. But anyway, we have perfectly good unwonky Christmas trees between now and midday. Call a tree and call a turkey tree when you hear a Christmas song this side of midday. As well as that, we have family passes for the Panto. Oh, yes, we do. Sleeping Beauty at the Opera House. It's the Skechers Cork Opera House Panto. And the tickets we have for families are for the performance of Tuesday, December 20th. Now, that will be a very exciting day to be going to the Panto, the Countdown to Christmas week. So we've got those to give away this side of midday as well and uh, we'll open the phone lines for that and don't forget we're in week four of our five star giveaway courtesy of ourselves and uh, Soundstore celebrating their new electrical superstore at Market Green Retail Park. You literally will have 10,000 euro to spend in Soundstore on whatever you want. Anything that's electrical. Anything that takes a plug or a battery. It's all yours. Um, and uh, all you got to do is identify our five voices, five celebrity voices in the correct order. Don't call just yet. I'll open the phone lines in about 20 minutes' time or there thereabouts. But again, I have to reiterate, you must get the five voices in the correct order. I love Corks. Right. FM. We know of three of them, don't we? But there are still two that remain, remain to be identified. For every new voice that's guessed, a 100 euro voucher, and whoever gets all five of them in the correct order wins €10,000 that you can spend in Soundstore Market Green Retail Park. It's an incredible prize. It's an incredible prize. So that's all to come. Calls, texts and emails. My apologies to Mary after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. There are grandparent rights with regards to access to grandchildren. Uh, the lads here had a look at it there with, uh, I think this is probably from Citizens Information, they're saying, and a lot of we covered already, uh, if you're not getting time with your grandchildren or you want more time with your grandchildren or you want to be able to be in their lives, first protocol is to speak to the child's parents or guardians. So that happens, right? And if that doesn't work out, uh, then you can go for a family mediation. We've dealt with that already this morning. That didn't work out. Um, that would be a trained independent professional called a mediator would help you and the parents to come to an agreement in a safe space, etc., etc., etc. If that doesn't work out and you um, uh, that mediation isn't successful, then apparently you can go to court for access to your grandchildren. Now, that's very interesting. And I'm quite sure that in the court case, they would drill into all of the reasons why this would be a good 
or indeed a bad idea. You you clearly wouldn't want grandparents um, or children being grandchildren being forced to visit grandparents where they wouldn't wish to do so. There could be reasons. So, you know, the, clearly if they, you wouldn't want a situation where there would be a risk of harmful a disruption to the child's life in any way, shape or form. So that's the local district court because uh, you can get access there. You have a legal right to direct contact contact with the child and that could even include overnight stays and sleepovers. So I'm assuming the courts would deal with that and that the child's wishes as well would be taken into consideration. So apparently there is um, uh, legal access through the local district court. You'd probably need a solicitor for that, I would imagine. Um, And if you did manage then to get some kind of access, but still were alienated and it wasn't being fulfilled, you weren't getting to see your grandchildren, even though the court had said so, Um, and you have an access order or indeed a custody order, um, you can then get from the court an enforcement order. And then if the parents refuse to comply with access or the custody order, they can be fined up to two and a half grand to go to prison for 12 months or both. So that's the process that you can go through, through your local district court, by all accounts. Now, you might want to get some more information yourself, but that's just the heads up on it. That's just the, the bare bones of it, if you like. So we'll come back to this. Text 0868104106. If you have a story to share, uh, email neil at redfm.ie. Do you remember a caller yesterday? Um, or sorry, it was actually um, originally a text where this lady and her daughter... Uh, had a rare day out um, on uh, Friday. It was Black Friday, so they rarely go out. Uh, but they said they would have an enjoyable day. They went down to Maham Point, uh, did a bit of shopping, and then went up to the food counter. Um, and unfortunately, I hear from time to time there can be all sorts of issues in the food counter in in, in Maham Point Shopping Centre. And I think that security staff are fairly plagued at the best of times with some of the carry-on. But maybe that's for another day. So they're up at the food counter and they're queuing and she's ordering food, waiting for the food. And this bunch of young ones, for want of a better term, uh, stood next to her in the queue. There was four of them uh, and started commenting and laughing at her because as she described herself, she had a facial facial disfigurement. So they're all laughing and joking and she felt awful about it. And then she didn't react because she knew it would upset her child who was standing beside her. Um, But she looked at one of the girls who was making the worst comments and the mocking and the laughing and the jeering. And she looked at her silently, begging her to stop, but she didn't. Anyway, they sat down, started to eat their food. um, And this one particular one um, who was making the comments sat near her. And continued to stare and to laugh and to joke about her. She said she couldn't. I couldn't move because there wasn't anywhere else to move, um, and I didn't want to draw any more attention and upset my daughter. So she left her food, um, and indeed her daughter left her food because she couldn't take any more, and she was starting to cry. And her daughter noticed uh, this. Didn't say anything. She just said to her, "Mom, I've had enough to eat. Let's go." So she said, "I tried to make the best of our time shopping, uh, but honestly, I couldn't wait to get out of there. I felt that bad." She was saying that being kind costs nothing and a smile can make someone's day, but hurtful words hurt deep. Um, and she was wondering, um, you know, do people ever have you know stories like that in, in the sense that has that happened to them? And did, actually the question she was asking, uh, should she have handled it any differently? And I was just chatting about that yesterday as to how she could have done things differently. But in the heat of the moment, really, and the panic that set in, she just wanted to be out of there and away from it. And we can, we can understand that. I got a lot of calls on that yesterday and a huge amount of comments from people. Um, and I know we shared this online and there was even more comments online. Many people incensed and very angry about it. But I think that it's fair to say that following that, 
she feels an awful lot better. Now, she wasn't, many people wanted to help, right? Uh, and, to, you know, you know, send her vouchers to go shopping or, you know, um, go down for, for, for some food. And in fairness, I got on to O'Brien's down there and they wanted her to go down to have lunch there with her, with her daughter. But she came back to me and said, I am listening to your program. Um, this was from yesterday morning. And I'm in tears here listening to how kind people are. It really lifts my heart that so many people understand how I felt. And I no longer feel alone in this. My only wish is that these women are listening in too and now realize how hurtful their comments are. And hopefully they'll think twice the next time before they feel like commenting on someone's appearance. I really didn't write into you to receive anything in return. The only lesson that may be learned by highlighting my story, and this is the only gift I need, is that people have been so kind since. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything, for the kind comments on my daughter. You are right. She is most definitely the most kind-hearted young lady. So please thank everybody. And I wish them all a very happy Christmas. So she came back feeling an awful lot better, knowing that people do care. And people were very annoyed and very angry and very upset for her. Mary, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. And you're amongst them, the people who are upset and annoyed and angry in this day and age that young people would be so disrespectful. Disrespectful. It's absolutely despicable. How dare they? In all honesty, who are we to judge anybody at the end of any day, Neil? Everybody's blood is red. I've no doubt that their parents are fair proud of them. How dare they? I'm living with a disability myself. And I tell you, Neil, if someone had done anything like that you? What would you do? What would you have done if you were her? I'd have stood my ground and I'd have said, I've a right to be here just as much as ye have. There were little skanks. I mean, when you look at what people are doing to children, like that on the news there yesterday, that, that, that evil man and the mothers that were passing on their photographs. I can't understand you know, how. I, I mean, he, he, got, he got a fair stretch in jail, but the mother uh, got 18 months and will probably serve a lot less than that for selling photo- mm. pornographic photographs of her children. Oh my God almighty. Like I said, I live in Fermoy, Neil. And, the, you know, everybody is, is just, nobody is treated any different from the next person. How dare they? Well, but I would love to go back to where she was. I'd have get them to look at the cameras and pick out those girls and I'd make I'd make a spectacle out of them. How dare they? And as her daughter, the little piss. Yeah, but I was chatting with this yesterday and people were saying to me, yeah, but you'd have to prove it and you wouldn't be able to prove it. You just couldn't prove anything. They'd give you the two fingers and say, you can't throw me out of here. You can't. It's against the law. I've done nothing wrong. Prove it. You can't bar me. Listen, if they, if, if push came to shove and they did put their two fingers up, Neil, I would break them. And not alone would I break their fingers. How dare they? Like I say, they, they, their parents probably don't even know the half of what they're doing. But it's a case of, let them off. They'll come back when they're hungry. We have a beautiful house. There's nothing. But and is I that not in, nothing. but surely that's in the rearing, though, to laugh at somebody because oh, they look differently. Oh, an awful lot of it, Neil. An awful lot of it. Because they're listening. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you're you're looking at all these big fancy people with their beautiful smiles, their beautiful teeth. But at the back of it all, Neil, they've only got one heart beating in their chest, the same as yeah. anybody else. Well, she else. said in her, te- in her contact with me, her text, she said they had beauty on their side. Well, 
I don't know about oh. that. I don't know what they're beautiful about them. Are only skin deep, Neil? Skin deep, and I hope it will always stand to them if they ever need to get into any of these. What would you have done in the moment, though? Uh, like I said, Neil, I'd have stood my ground. I would not have put my daughter... On. Now, I know she didn't put her daughter under any pressure, but I would not have sat down and eaten and, and be very nervous. I'd have stood my ground. I'd have what, about, called, what does that mean, stand your ground? I wouldn't have rushed and, you know, not even eaten what I got and just pretended I've had enough of it. I'd have stayed there, Neil. That's easy to I'd say, though, made... if the ground is opening up beneath you and you're mortified and the last thing on your mind is being there eating food. You, just, you would just want to fight or flight. You're saying you'd fight. Oh, to the very end, Neil. What would I you would say? Fight. What would you say? I would just, I'd be very polite, Neil. I would walk up towards them and I would, I would, you know, start my conversation as to, excuse me, and I would have made it. Oh, God dang it. That line's dropped on me. Yeah. Okay, hang on a second. Are you, are you still there, Mayor? I'm still here, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, you, so you'd, you'd walk up him. to them. I would, and I would ask them what their problem was. What's your problem? And I, yes, what's your problem? And if you do have a problem, you know, well, let's go over here. Let's sort it out. But let the people around that were in there, let them see what they had done. But don't you become the aggressor then, though? To other people watching on, they see you standing over four girls, giving them jail. Well, listen, Neil, I'm the one, obviously, with the facial disfigurement. I mean, like, you know, it's me they were picking on, so I don't care. At the end of the day, like I said, Neil, they're horrible, horrible individuals. And quite frankly, so, girls are are not more horrible than boys. Why do you say that? Because the girls, they think that they're, they're is, you know, oh, hey, look at me. I've got a beautiful body and I've got beautiful skin. And oh, look at you. you you've got nothing. You mean that they can be more, more devious and hurtful in a particular way, girls, is it, to boys? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't contemplate picking up your plate of food on the tray, uh, walking along and then accidentally tripping and um, all of the idea, chips yeah. and the burger and the Fanta and everything just gets tipped all over them and their table. Is that, exactly. maybe, is that assault though then I wonder and then you yeah. say oh I'm so sorry oh my god yeah. it's a terrible accident I'm absolutely mortified are you alright will I get you some towels you got it <laughs> what do you think what do you think <laughs> Christina what do you think let me get my phone line sorry everything's just completely and utterly dropped on me bad karma I suppose for tipping a tray of food over someone maybe that's the reason why Christina Hello, how are you? I'm good. What did you make of it? What would you have done? Um, well, while I um I agree with Mary in so many things, but I I really my heart just goes out to that, that lady and I can understand why she wanted so, to get wanted, away. Wanted to get away and obviously wanted to protect her little daughter from, you know, seeing that kind of cruelty because I mean, I think it says an awful lot about how she, you know, the values that she's instilling in her child and bringing her up compared to the behaviour of those four girls. Um, I, I think, I think, possibly now, I think the lady could contact um, the the 
restaurant and explain what had happened. But again, then, I mean, it's not the restaurant's fault. You know, it's not really their fault how these people have behaved. But I certainly think that if these girls are regulars and this was a pattern of behaviour, you know, I just think from a business perspective, if it were me, I certainly wouldn't want them in my premises. You know, yeah, but how do you stop that? So if you, how do you stop that in a huge shopping mall with loads of different entrances and, ent- and exits and a food well, court upstairs that, yeah, that has yeah. lots of different yeah. restaurants? This is the difficulty. This is the difficulty. And when it is food courts, it's very much, as you know yourself, you pay up the till and you go and sit down and, and the, the staff behind the counter, they don't really know. No, the, the deal is done no. then, yeah. It's not the staff yeah, behind the counter. Just, yeah, eat and go type of a thing. But I do hope that those four girls have seen the post and I really hope that their faces are burning with shame. I mean, I'm not sure if they could be shamed. Yeah, they could be just the laughing, thinking we're famous. Look, they're talking about us. Well, I hope not because, you know, that is um, whatever way they want to put it or whatever way, even the emphasis that they were young, I don't accept that. And I think it gives our youth a bad press because I think the majority of our youth are very, very good kids. They are. No, it's like every section of society is the minority ruin it for the majority. That's right. And I think, you know, during COVID and everything, I think we saw how well that, you know, the youth of, of this country really did um, cope with everything and how, you know, how much they pitched in in the communities, whether it be in the GEA clubs and, you know, helping out neighbours and things like that. And I think they have to be given a lot of credit because and I certainly know at that age, if I'd been separated from my friends, it would have been the end of the world. I know, know I know. And we spoke about that, actually, life. particularly with elderly people and the alienation of those two years. They call it cocooning, but it was that's kind of a kind word to use for it. It was no, very, very I, cruel no, and difficult. No, and, and the absence of daily mass, you know, which is what yeah, really. But I, I'm just, I'm just wondering, was was that was that two years, um, you know, difficult on? Uh, I don't think so. Not on, not on young people. There, there's, there would be a type of not young right. person that COVID wouldn't no, have any way impacted. With, They're just nasty. Not with um, all the social media and everything. I mean. When I was 15, 16, whatever, there was, you know, we didn't have Facebook or, or things like that. Um, without giving, no, I'm not, I'm not that old, but without giving away my age. But um, I, uh, I am thinking of my son and he's in his early 20s. Um, and I know I can put my hand on my heart and I know I can say that I would never have anybody approach me to say that he would ever have behaved like that. And I know... Nor would her um, daughter, incidentally. Her daughter was the one who says, come on, no, Mom, I've had exactly, enough. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. She, like, she, she knew. Yeah, she knew. And the fact that her actions, you know, come on, Mummy, and, and sort of pretend that she didn't want her food, it says everything about the wee girl and how she's been. Yeah, I know, just think in terms of the world we're living in now, I'm noticing that it's uh, it's, it's becoming more and more hostile in, in, in all sorts of ways, you know, um, whether it's... I think you know, so. And the point that incident is, or others I mean, like it. Yeah, and I think that uh, I don't like to sort of um, I don't like to sort of label, but I do think girls in particular around that age, compared to boys, can be particularly unpleasant. You know, some of them a certain type. And um, what you said when you were speaking to the lady before me, I definitely do think it's in the uh, in the rearing of them. I mean, I don't think a child who you know, it has to be in the rearing, doesn't it? Like parents can't well, be that blind to that kind. Of kind, you know, and teach them right from wrong, and teach them not to, you know, 
that that's a, a very nasty and unkind thing to do and then them turn around and, and do it you know it would just be alien I just yeah, think of yeah, that yeah, you know yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. I really hope that the lady so I really hope that the lady saw the post and I hope that she, she did all the comments yeah, she did I'm going to read out some more of them now yeah well said um, yeah Okay, let me do some of the text then. Thank you, Christina. Um, appreciate you taking a call. It's so sad in this day and age that people are so ignorant. How dare they treat you like this? They are the ones with the problem, not you. I'm sure you're a very beautiful person. Remember, you're, you're a much better parent than those people had, those individuals. Eamon calls them horrible people. Should be ashamed of themselves. It would be great if someone got their photograph and put it out there for everyone to see. Wonder what the bully would have to say then. Uh, yeah, put the foot, the, the shoe on the other foot, Catherine says. I hope their parents are proud of them. They should be made apologize and learn to have some respect. They could be bullied themselves someday. How would they feel, says Catherine. Christine says, it must have been awfully upsetting for the woman and her daughter. If, if I were there and aware of what was happening, I would have no hesitation in saying something to them. Horrible carry-on. They should be ashamed. What goes around comes around, says Christine. I wonder, does it, though? Does karma always come back? to bite people on the back. You see people with 99 lives and it never seems to. Michelle says, that's horrible. I believe in karma. One day, one day someone will publicly humiliate them and particularly one girl who was worse to you and she will so deserve it. Sorry you went through this. Just know small minds, ignorance and nastiness says way more about them than you. I'm sure you're a beautiful person inside and out. There are many more like that which I'll come back to in a few minutes. I'm back to the phone lines. Deirdre, good morning. Morning, how are you, Neil? You, you were wondering how old they were, was it? Yeah, it was just um, the post that was put on Facebook and the message you just read out from, from the woman. Well, ago, she addressed them as women. Young uh, women, yeah, than, yeah, yeah. Rather than girls. So I'm just wondering if we're jumping to conclusions by thinking that they're teenagers. Well, here, here's what she said, and um, I can get the lads to check again with her because uh, she did come back again with the second update but she says you know I was going well enjoying the day out getting the food having to be at one of the food counters the same time as four young women she said four young women yeah like in my she mind she never specified be, any more than that maybe we should have asked mm-hmm. yeah yeah well it, just in my mind it would be I would think young women as in in their 20s you know rather than teenagers yeah, I, I'm assuming they weren't teenagers. She may well have specified teenagers. We can we can find out though and ask her for an age. Why, why would that make a difference? Well, just uh, just that everybody is uh, kind of saying, oh, it's calling that teenagers are acting like this, and they're kind of blaming teenagers, where in fact it mightn't be teenagers at all. Oh, but it um, might. But I, I can find out. I was in yeah. town. I was in town yesterday, right? Uh, and I won't say where or when for fear of identifying identifying them because they're probably underage. I don't know. It was these two young ones. They were absolutely roaring and screaming at the tops of their voices at each other. The most awful abuse was going on. I have no idea what their problem was, but they were going at it. And I remember thinking to myself, do they realize that they're roaring and screaming on a public road and everybody's looking at them? And they were just wild things, the two of them. Wild, like feral, completely out of control in the middle of the afternoon. You know? Shocking, yeah. It's like as yeah. if, as like, like as if they are unaware of that. There's a whole world moving around them. You know. Yeah. Well, there is often an element of that in a way when teenagers are involved, isn't there? I mean, you know, they only kind of consider themselves, really. You know. Yeah, I got a text in as well, Dan. Hi, Neil. I work on a trade stand, uh, and uh, I refuse to work on my own in a shopping centre after six p.m. You have these young gurriers continuously coming in, harassing us on the stall. We used to have a balloon artist with us 
and they'd come up and they'd just literally take and harass and rob the balloons. Security hunts them out, but they're back in by another door. Oftentimes, there might be no security and they have free reign of the place. We approached security who said, by law, they couldn't bar them from the shopping centre. By law. Like, there's a licence to carry on whatever way you want there straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's awful, like, it's awful. And, um, you know, what what that poor woman went through is, is just brutal. No one should be made feel like that, you know? No matter what the circumstances are. Let's let's determine the age then, because uh, you'd like to know whether they were teens or young women. If they were young women, they should have more sense, is it? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. All yeah. right, okay, all right, thanks for that. Just a fast one here. Katie, good morning. Hello. Okay, lots of texts on this. I'll read some of them in a moment, but go ahead yourself, your thoughts. So, whilst I completely understand where that lady, Mary, was coming from, you also have to, like, put yourself in that poor woman's position and knowing her daughter was stood there, you don't know how you're going to act in the heat of the moment. Like, I am 25 years old and I know that if there's people, you know, kind of like whispering about me but not whispering about me, I in my head I'm going like, oh my God, I need to say something. But then it's the heat of the moment, you're like, nope, I swallow, we're on our way. But the fact that she continued with her day and sat down with her daughter was so brave without saying anything. And even braver for her young child to realise her mom is her saying, let's leave. But she did have, she was forced to leave and to leave her food and to stop what should have been an enjoyable day if it wasn't for these four individuals. Yeah. You know, so her day was sacrificed by them. Oh, like completely ruined her day. I can see that. But we also can't take away from the fact that she was brave enough in the first place to not turn around and just leave immediately like she tried to sit down and move on but these women or young ladies or young girls continued to proceed to sit next to her or sit across from her and keep these comments going yeah well I think it's a disservice to call them young ladies they're far from that oh absolutely no, so don't, <laughs> I can tell them a load of things but yeah. I will not say that yeah, I know I know I know her, her daughter though read the situation so it must have been very upsetting for her as well to see her mam going through a trauma like this oh I can imagine how upsetting it was for her but we also need to see like she was like I don't know how old the daughter was but obviously very 13, brave 13, 13, 13. Yeah. so 13 years old and see your mom is hurting but brave enough to stand up for her mom and be like, look, I don't want my food, let's go. But you see, the world that we live in now, they could just as have been likely to take out their phone and film her or to zoom in and get photographs and everything. It could, yeah. they could you know... And plaster it over TikTok and Instagram and all this look at me kind of app. Yeah, yeah. had the greatest laugh today with this one, you know, mocking yeah. and, and cheering just, and belittling people. It's just the, the, the society we are in. Yeah, you okay, know, okay. People are going to do anything if you, your hair colour is a weird colour or a colour they wouldn't particularly go for it. Like, they're instantly going to judge you yeah. and they judge this woman because of how she looks. Yeah, and I hope that with some years of maturity under their belt, they'll realise what idiots they actually were. Brida, good morning. Now, you um, you were you were the original text. Can you hear me all right with regards to the trade stand? Yeah. How, how bad can it be if you're out in public in shopping malls? Oh, it was it was horrible in Mahon Point. That was the that was the one that we we used to go to all the different um, outlets, all the different uh, shopping centres, and Mahon Point was the one that we used to have the most uh, trouble with young young lads and young girls. 
And uh, if you were on the stand, like from nine in the morning until nine at night, I mean, it came to the stage where I wouldn't stay on the stand or my colleague after five o'clock on our own. We'd have to bring an associate in with us. Why? You know, because we were afraid. And when we called security, they said that there was nothing they could do about them. They had did no law to keep them out of the shopping centre and that they could come in and do what they wanted, come in and go out and then come in again. Do you know what I mean? Right. And what would they do? What would, what would the carry-on be like? Well, I suppose they'd be, they'd, they'd, they'd be menacing. They'd be standing around the, the, tra- the trade stands that we had, like, and they would. Uh, we had a balloon artist, and he'd make the balloons, and he might leave then, and he would um, leave balloons for us, and then they'd take all them, you know, and run away around the centre with them, and uh, come back again, and, and they could be up, up above and shouting down to one another and that kind of a thing. It actually came to the stage like where I and my colleague wouldn't stay on the stand like after five unless one of these or two of the associates came in and stayed there with us until eight Okay, so this is, this is a lot worse than, than kids robbing an unintended balloon, like. Oh, yeah, we, we I, I never liked it down there, you know, and it was just, it was horrible, like, and you could be there and you couldn't see security. You couldn't, you couldn't, see someone passing and I couldn't leave the stand. You'd have to stay on the stand so you couldn't leave and then you'd have to wait for security to pass you to tell them. Do you know what I mean? And and, to, and did they say that they're, they're, they're helpless to keep these gurriers out? Is it that the law yeah, is on the gurrier's yeah. side or something, is it? Yeah. yeah. Or is it and that it they, say, they can't keep them out because they come in another door? No, they, they had no law I'd say, to keep them out. That was what we, the impression we got because right. our boss complained about them like and um, and they were the same ones all the time they were the same young lads and particularly boys and girls that were there and um, it was very it was a, an awful situation to be in at night there what, what about know, the food court area I don't mean this to be overly critical of a, a fantastic shopping mall and great businesses down there trying to get on with what they do but were you ever up in the food court area where this happened to this young this mother and her daughter no, we'd, all, we'd always have our trade stand across from O'Brien's, like you mentioned it yesterday, yeah. and we'd always go into O'Brien's because we'd be getting our teas and coffees during the day, and we'd always just pop over to O'Brien's, and we'd, have, we'd eat in O'Brien's as well. Okay. So, um, you know, that was, you know, I never had a problem there. It was just the trade stand, and we were doing it for, we'd done it for maybe four or five years there. And um, and we, we had to put up with that, you know, right up uh, to the end. Yeah, nothing enjoyable uh, about that. Finished. Always on the lookout. I know what you're saying. All right, thanks yes. for that. Appreciate yeah. it, Breed. Take care. A lot of texts on this. Look at yourself and your child and just be proud. Just have pity on the likes of those people. Uh, reared with no manners, no ability to be kind and thoughtful to others. That or those same people won't go far in life with that kind of ignorance. But be proud and smile at the fact that your beautiful daughter picked up on it and took your feelings to heart at the age of 13. It's a beautiful, kind young lady you have there and it will stand her going on through her life. As for them, leave the experience behind you. Um, We should be so mortified, but not for them, but for their parents, says Annie. Sorry this happened to you and your daughter. Obviously, you are rearing a very lovely, empathetic, decent young lady. The others were obviously dragged up. Uh, They saw a lovely mother and daughter occasion and most likely that was alien to them. They never had that in their lives so they react in a feral, bitter way. Says more about them and their nasty lives than it does about you. It's not easy to just walk away and pretend you're not hurt but you're showing your daughter that words do matter. As tough as this is, you're doing the right thing and showing dignity and perseverance. 
qualities sadly lacking in a lot of people nowadays, says Deirdre. And a final one. The place you were in would have cameras, wouldn't they? Those girls' pictures should be given to security of the centre. Those girls never left inside again. You and your daughter are quite amazing the way you handled it, but also heartbreaking for you. But the main thing is you have a daughter who thinks the world of you and knows you're a beautiful person. An amazing chin-up girl. You're perfect in a lot of people's eyes and lives, says Michael. Lovely, lovely text. And there's many of those. I hope you get a chance to read out some more. Meanwhile, I just need to take some time out. Oh, yes, thank you. So we've had uh, an update again from the lady who went through that uh, traumatic event down in the food court at Matham Point. And she says the four girls were in their late teens, early 20s. Uh, four young women, she described them in the original contact. Four girls in their late teens to early 20s. Okay. We think that they're just the bee's knees themselves, huh? Huh? Anyway, how would you have handled it? Text 0868-104-106. Time out, guys. A lot to do between now and midday. Where will I start? I'm going to start with our five stars. So this is our five-star giveaway. We'll try to see if we can get four, maybe five callers on air. 0818-104-106. These five voices in the correct order, please. In the correct order. Get them all right, and I'll give you €10,000 to spend at Soundstore at their new superstore at Market Green Retail Park in Middleton. These voices, 0818-104-106. I love Cork's Red FM. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday, 0818-104-106. That's Sandidi. These are the voices. I love Cork's Red FM. All five of them in the correct order wins you... Neil's five-star giveaway. With Soundstore, celebrating the opening of their new electrical superstore at Market Green Retail Park, Middleton. Spend it on whatever you wish at Soundstore in Middleton. Ten grand's worth of electrical now. Pamela, good morning. Hi, Neil. What would you spend it on, incidentally? (laughs) I don't know anything. (laughs) I need a new oven. Oh, my God. They got the most fantastic (laughs) induction hobs there with built-in filters on the hob and everything to hoover up all of the bad odors and everything. It's an incredible piece of kit. They got these huge big range masters. You know those ones? Yeah, they're nice. I'd like one and, of them. Actually. And you'd still have about seven grand left after you buy one of them. <laughs> I need a course. How do you use it? All right, well, it comes with instruction manual too. <laughs> anyway, give me give me your guesses. All five in the right okay. order. Thank you. Um, Daniel O'Donnell, Angela Lansbury, Rory O'Connell, Laura Whitmore and Niall Horn. Apart from the obvious, <laughs> I'm afraid not. Okay. Keep on on trying for the new oven and hob, all right? John Long. Hi, Long John in Carrigaline. How are you, pal? Not bad, Neil, and yourself? This is effort number number three, is it? Effort number three. Third time lucky. Okay, let's see if that's the case. Go for it. Right, Rafa Nadal, Angela Lansbury, Hugh Grant, Laura Whitmore, Niall Horan. I love the Rafa guess. I really do. You're a brave trooper in fairness to you, but... Sorry, Long John. No bother. Fourth time lucky, all right? Take care. Kate's in Middleton. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Five voices in the correct order. That's very important for 10 grand. What do you think? Um, Ozzy Osbourne, Angela Lansbury, Matthew Perry, Laura Whitmore and Niall Horan. Nope. <laughs> no, we're in, week, no we're in week four, lads. How long will this go? Jenna's in Farron-Ree. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Lena. You know you? the drill. We know three of them, but yeah. you still have to get all five in the right order for 10 grand. What do you think? 
Yeah, I give it a go anyway. Um, I think number one is Tom Grennan. Um, number two, Angela Lansbury. Number three, A.K. Byrne. Number four, Laura Whitmore. Number five, um, Night Horn. <laughs> yep. No, no. bad. Don't be a stranger though. Try just, again. Try yeah, again. Thank you, Jenna. Um, Take care. Last one for now, Catherine and Friars Walk. Good morning. Good morning. Hang on a second. Let's see if I can play them again. Hang on a second. Let me have a listen. Okay. I love Cork. Right. In the correct order. Come on. Ten grand to right. Friars Walk. I think. I think. Brendan O'Carroll, Angela Lansbury, David Schwimmer, Laura Whitmore, and Niall Horan. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today, right. Katerina, I'm afraid. Maybe try again. Okay, thank All you. All the best. Take care. <laughs> oh, my God. How many voices have we guessed now at this stage? And, okay, three of them right, but in the other case, two of them wrong, 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 wrong. Keep on trying. There's no point trying to twist any arms around here. There's only two people in the entire building that know the five voices I'm one of them none of my team know right I'm one of them and the guy who put it together is the other no point coming up to me in public offering me a share of the loot <laughs> we'll do it again tomorrow I promise you that so hang in there and keep those guests, guesses coming meanwhile a lot of other stuff for you this morning to give away including caller tree and caller turkey tree for a Christmas tree the smoothest voice in the Nat King Cole and the Christmas song and of course it paints all sorts of pictures in the old town and we have Christmas trees to give away every day this week on the Christmas song for caller tree and caller thirty tree for Christmas tree and caller tree was Claire Fielding in Holly Hill caller thirty tree Mary Kelleher in Carrigaline so you're sorted with a Christmas tree each courtesy of ourselves and Kiernan's Garden Centre at Douglas Court Shopping Centre and they got the noble fir Christmas trees of all sizes awaiting you so get stuck in it's coming close isn't it really and truly is the countdown is on countdown's also on to the start of the panto uh, the Skechers Cork Opera House panto this year is Sleeping Beauty so it is and you can book directly for the panto this year again at corkoperahouse.ie online starts on Thursday because Thursday is the 1st of December it runs right through to the 20th of January I think so like we're media partners for this as well but I think it's like Nanny Nelly and the gang will be on stage 70 odd times between matinees and nighttime performances. So that starts on Thursday. We have a family pass now. Phone lines are open. Uh, pick up the phone. Caller 9 wins a family pass for four of you to go to the December 20th showing. That's Tuesday, December 20th of Christmas week to the Panto. So lines are open for that 0818 Have yourselves a good day. We'll pick up on all other business in the morning. If you want to get in touch, text 086 8104 Stories to share, guys. Neil at redfm.ie. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.